Hello and welcome to another episode of The Late Apex, uh, episode six now, I think. Before we get going, there's a couple of uh, bits of breaking news that I want to mention, first of all. Uh, TT Race Marshals, uh, they've just opened up applications for that, so if anybody fancies donning an orange bib and heading over to the Isle of Man, now's your opportunity to do it. Um, and then, coupled with that, uh, Motorcycle Union of Ireland, Ulster Centre, have just released an official statement this afternoon saying that road racing is back on the menu for this year, uh, which is fucking awesome news. Tonight, I've got Jamie back with us, uh, and we've also got a guest host. Aaron Hans has decided that he wants to put his microphone he bought to good use, so he's uh, filling the seat for Tom for us. Gents, evening. How are you all doing? Evening. Hi, mate. You okay? Yeah, good. How fucking epic is that news about Irish road racing? Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Were you in any doubt at all? I think it got to a stage where it was a little bit dodgy, where all the news came out, everyone's head went down and thought, right, that's it, end of Irish road racing. But yeah, it was. Uh, I think we saw like McGuinness and all the all the boys and girls going over there to do little bits and pieces. So that gave a bit of glimmer of hope. But that today's yeah. news was mint. Like the the thing that always concerned me was that excess fee that had been applied to that first insurance quote mm-hmm. that they received. I thought that was going to be the killer killer blow. Yeah. But- yeah. Uh, someone in a in a pinstripe suit's pulled it out of the bag. So whoever you are, um, you're not as big a bellend as all the rest of them that tried stopping it. Well done, <laughs> Jamie. How are you, mate? You had a good I'm week good, so buddy. far. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm. I'm well, mate. Thanks. How's uh, How's work going? Because I know that it's been going a bit slow of late, hasn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, it's uh, like most things at the moment. It's it's difficult to get hold of stuff. Um, Obviously, we don't we don't have difficulty getting tomatoes or anything, but we do have a difficulty getting um, vehicle components and tachographs, which is just holding things up. So, um, yes, it's 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 slow but um, positive. It it, um, it it must be getting better because I ordered a company car uh, February last year, and I just got an email today saying it's arrived in the UK. Well, uh, it's um it's it's I don't I don't deal with cars. Um, I work for a company and one of their divisions is public transport so um buses coaches minibuses and that sort of stuff um and one of the problem we're having just now is tachographs the other problem is still silly little chips um and just other components that are delaying things we've gone to some of the big coach manufacturers and we've asked them for an order and some coaches and they've accepted the order but they've they've said you know don't know when well, you're going to see the vehicles. All all those chips and that though, they're across all the motor industry, aren't they? Yeah, it is. Well, for for most for most cars, things are things are starting to pick up. You can walk you can walk into a dealership now and and say I'd like to buy a car and actually have a discussion over price. Whereas go back six months and they'd have told you to bug off. Well, so what we've got in store this week, lads? Aaron, you're the guest host. Hey, mate. Yeah, I'll talk. It's weird. Yes, it's you actually, are, Aaron. It's, it's actually you. really weird being like, not kind of this side, but just like, yeah, it's, it's not uh, it's it's not about me. So uh, I will introduce. Um, so this week we have Ryan Garside on the pod uh, from the Myers Co. College Motorsport Lecturer. He is the 2021 ACU Superstock 125 British Champion. Um, he's a free tech endurance hellraiser, and he's also this year stepping up into the British Super Sport on the EG Racing back Yamaha R6. Hi, mate. Hey, how are you doing? All right? <laughs> Smooth as butter. 
you like that? That was that was all, that was rehearsed. That was like uh, yeah. No, you were practicing it for about twenty minutes before oh, we started. I, 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 I can't believe I, you just dropped I, me straight in. I, I got I got a message like thirty five minutes before we're even due to start. Yeah, I'm on my computer, mate. I'm ready to go. You <laughs> know, <laughs> I'm there tucking into my chicken calzone. <laughs> I was here ready. I'm all lit up and yeah. Not and, excited uh, though, are you? <laughs> uh, no, not not in the slightest. No, this is this is just priority for today. I was like, yes. So yeah. So uh, obviously, <clears> thank you for the opportunity, and uh, yeah, thank you very much, mate. Uh, this you one pronounced priori- that wrong anyway. It's Calzone. <laughs> I thought you were about to Myers Co. <laughs> but no, he's just going back into Gino De Campo mode, didn't he? Gino De, Gino uh, honestly, De Campo. <laughs> honestly, if if this was actually like filmed, we we just having the the chat before. I'll put I'll, you're gonna have to put a picture up or something, Rich. You'll have to edit into it. Like Jamie looks the spit of Gino, mate. I think but, you should, but better I think, looking. Obviously, I think, I think you should put me. you should post that video where the side by side with Gino De Campo's voice overlay. <laughs> <laughs> Good done. Is that good? Oh, no, that was kind of Irish. No, I don't know what good. that was. Yeah, I'd, honestly, I'm not. I'm not that good at accents. <laughs> I'm good at them. <laughs> so, Ryan, how are you, how's it going, buddy? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Just uh, spinning too many plates all in one go at the same time. You know, trying to juggle, uh, looking after kids and uh, home life with work and getting ready for a, a big season's racing. Yeah, too too many things going on, but managing, managing, enjoying it, looking forward to it. Too much to do and not enough time to do it in. Yeah, I've, I've said for ages, I work on a 26-hour body clock. I'm convinced if I uh, if I sleep for eight hours, I wake up and I'm still knackered. But I, I, I work on, the, you know, 26 hours a day. of uh, If I could get me 10 hours sleeping, yeah, I need 26 hours. Fucking hell. I'm not, I'm not tired. Honestly, if I stay awake for... If I can do 16 hours, then I'm tired and I've got to sleep. But if I only sleep for eight hours, it's not enough. Mm. And if I... Yeah, it just yeah, don't work. <laughs> I, Even when I was in a day, I, I'm shit when it comes to sleep. Right, I, I I reckon on a good night I'd probably get five hours. That's it. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't cope. Yeah. I could. Well, I, I could. I'm just a right grumpy bastard. So uh, I, I don't Next know what it is. Right off. Uh, no, on a on a shit night I'll have four hours. On a good night I'll have five. And if I have more than six, seven hours sleep, I'm either hungover or I wake up feeling like I'm hungover. Yeah, so I, I can get up early in the morning and be like, yeah, I'm going to have a dead productive day, go to work all day, do whatever, come on, work on bikes, whatever I'm doing. I'm like, right, I'll go to bed at a reasonable time. I'll get in bed at like nine o'clock thinking, yeah, I've got to sleep. One in the morning comes around, I'm still there, can't, can't, just can't turn off, can't yeah. switch off. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's, that's exactly how I am. Um, but then for some reason I wake up Eight o'clock in the morning with no alarm. Yeah, I wish I could do that. So what what is it then that you do at my my school college? So my official role is motorsport lecturer. Um uh <laughs> Richie's Richie's wife describes it as top gear without the cameras, pretty much. It's just we're forever out just mucking about, enjoying ourselves with cars and bikes, really to be honest with you. But the um yeah, the, the more official lines, so we teach motorsport. Um so the idea is we can take people from all walks of life who want to either just learn about cars so we quite often have um adult learners come in the, the oldest we've had was a 70 odd year old bloke retired into his cars wanted to learn more and he did five years with us um but it's primarily aimed at 16 year olds leaving school it's a progression from high school um so they can go through college through university and hopefully off into the world of motorsport into formula one world rally MotoGP, gp wherever they want to go 
what, so what, what you get get me a job and Rich can have mine. <laughs> Fuck off, <laughs> mate. I I I could hand me notice in and go and j- join that course now. No dramas, no danger. I'd do it. Also, the amount of people that do that, it's it's quite scary, actually. We have quite a few that just go, you know what, I've had enough of work. I don't need to work anymore. I'm going to go back and go and do something I want to do, something I'm interested in. Yeah. And um, weird, I'd say weird enough, but it kind of makes sense, actually. Um, quite often you find the older learners, so the adults that have come back because they want to do it, are the better students because they actually want to be in every lesson. So they're never late. They're always keen, ready to get up. They're, they're, mm-hmm. they're almost harder to teach because... So like, oh, God, I've, got to, I've got to stay on top of because he's constantly challenging me. He's constantly got another question or something else that he wants to do. Or whatever. But at the same time, it's better because you can work. You can you can work with someone that's got that passion and motivation. We say that to every student at the start of the year. If you've not got the passion for it, you're going to struggle. Yeah. And the the adult learners that tend to be interested and do it because they want to are the ones that you know get somewhere with it. Yeah. I towards the back end of my army career, I did um, uh, some work where I was coaching and mentoring level seven apprentices. And I found that with those students, the ones who the ones who were more the mature students who wanted to be there, you never needed to hound them for work. Whereas the ones that had come through the the regular pathway out of full-time education <laughs> into that, and mum and dad were pushing them, you, know, you must be an accountant. They were the ones yeah. that you had to hound. You find the same thing every year. It's, it's, it's more so this last few years with... Um, because since they raised the educational age to 18, didn't they, sort of, I don't know, five, six years ago, something like that now. So the school leavers age raised, so you have to either be working or in education. Yeah. Most 16-year-olds don't know what they want to do. I didn't know what I want. I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up. Um, but they'll leave school at 16 and they go, well, I can either go and get a job or I'll just go to college and just toss it off for two more years. So you do get a small amount of them that do that. and you, But you can see them a mile off because – the ones that want to be there, they go, yeah, I want to go to my school and do that motorsport course. That looks mint. They come in and they're all full of enthusiasm and you almost can't get rid of them. They're there on the evening still doing the evening clubs. We have like after hours clubs and stuff, like rally clubs and bike clubs and stuff. Um, they're the ones that, you know, it's, it's, it stands out a mile off which ones are keen and interesting yeah. and which ones aren't. And it usually shows in the results by the end of the year. The ones that are still twisting the spanners and then the ones that are yeah. fucking it off and going and watching Love Island. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So where's the funding come from for the course then? Is it government funded? Yeah, yeah, it's just the same as a normal college. So it's the same as if you went to your local college and did a, a course in, I don't know, like hair and beauty or whatever. It's mm. the same sort of thing. If you went to sixth form, it's all government funded for up to 19-year-olds. So um, there was a bit of an issue for us this last year or two because the motorcycle course that we used to deliver got defunded. So the government picked certain courses across the across the country. And at the moment, they're trying to push this T-levels thing, aren't they? So they're mm. narrowing down the courses that, they fund so the bikes course which was the only sitting girls motorcycle course was the only bikes course in the country they dropped it so there's no specific motorcycle courses in existence at the moment in the uk what did, what did it, exactly your face is also so what they're supposed to do now so they said so they do it's a light vehicle call now did bmf get involved in that as in trying to keep trying to help you keep hold of it no did they not I'm really surprised at that. I'd have thought something like the uh, British Motorcycling Federation, if yeah. they caught wind of it, they'd have been all over yeah. that. There was, there was an article, um, I was going to print it off and bring it in, I forgot about it. There was an article the other week that, um, that Richie sent me, and it was a, um, it was sort of like the opinions of Honda, Suzuki, Kawasaki, Yamaha, Ducati, all your big manufacturers saying that we need, there's a massive issue at the moment in, in the motorcycle industry, that you go into any dealership and go and look around, and who do you see? It's all old men. It's all mm. middle-aged or old men. There's yeah. barely any youth coming into it. 
And part of the problem is there's no educational system for it. There's nothing pushing them and driving them to it. All right, it's a bit different that 30 years ago, everyone had motorbikes, you know, because mm. they were just they were cheaper. They were a cheap mm. way of getting around. But um, it's not right. the same nowadays. You know, the kids, when they get to 16, 17, they're not interested in, oh, I want a, you know, you don't hear them all going, oh, I want, I want an LC like they would have done back in the day. It's, oh, just, I, I want a car. They're yeah. interested in cars, aren't they? We've mentioned it in previous podcasts, the way that motorcycle racing doesn't make mainstream TV. I was fucking kicking off last year. The only time that national motorcycle racing made the national news was off the back end of somebody else's. Yeah. 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 It it really does infuriate me. I don't know the ins and outs of it, but it's got to be sort of, you know, you can get a bit, um, what's the word? Uh, Conspiracy theorist kind of thing about it. But, Somewhere up the up the chain of command in the higher powers that be, they they obviously don't like motorbikes because they don't like they don't like cars now either. The no, but you, on, you look around. You look they around. want us all on Shanks's pony, don't they? So, what would you say is probably the most common sticker you'll see on the back of a car anywhere? Uh, this day and age, probably some twat that's got one saying "keep your distance" or something like that. All right, yeah, yeah. there's black, oh, right, black them black boxes. Or something. Black box yeah. one. I, I, I reckon it's that forty six. Yeah. You see it everywhere. How often do you see anybody put a Cristiano Ronaldo sticker on the car? They don't. It's, it, oh, well, mate. You know, football I, is massive. I live but, in Midlands and there's fucking no end of Man United badges <laughs> around here. But just in general, motorbikes is actually quite a big, you know, there's quite a big interest. There's quite a lot of people in the UK that are actually interested in motorbikes. But the it's almost like mainstream media want it to seem as though there isn't a big following to it. For instance, they don't want to encourage it. They don't want to be seen to encourage it. Um like I say, I don't know whether that's somebody up there, upstairs somewhere stopping it or what, but yeah, it does look a bit. I, I, I think it's for me being a bit of a nutter, though, to be honest with you. The, I think that perception gets painted across all of society that motorcycles are antisocial. Yeah. And I think I think that's where it stems from. It's right. Look, motorcycles. Look at any of these action films, you know, there's always when the baddies the bad, are chasing the good the baddies the always, always on the motorbike. motorbikes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's just fucking bullshit, isn't it? Yeah. So the government are funding this course. You're getting the kids through it. Yeah. You're mucking about with race bikes. Does that mean you get free pit crews every time you go racing then? Yeah, it's basically legalised child labour, isn't it? It's ace. <laughs> so it's, it's men. So I, I get to I, I set my own bikes to college. So, you know, we have our college bikes um, and college projects, but we bring our own stuff in as well sometimes because, mm. one, it saves the college a bit of money. Uh, and secondly, we benefit off it in terms of the fact that we're working on our own bikes in college time and the students are benefiting off it because it gives them a wider variety of bikes to work on and they're working on bikes that are not just going to get put together, pulled apart, put together, pulled apart, put together, pulled apart. They're actually going to go and be used. Yeah. So it almost puts a little bit more, I'd say pressure, but not perhaps not pressure because we check everything to be sure anyway. Yeah. It puts a little bit more realism on it for the students in the fact that this bike is genuinely going to go and do something, and they feel more motivated. This is this is from them, not from me. Yeah, they feel yeah. more motivated to produce something that's of a high standard, because then when it goes on track, it's almost like, yeah, we we, we built that. Whereas if it's just something they know they're just pulling it apart and putting it back together for the sake of it, they're not asked. They're just not. Yeah. They're not that. They're not interested. Whereas when you give them something that's a genuine, real, it's got a start point and an end point, and even a date that it's got to be done by. You know, the, the yeah, they muck in and they, they enjoy it. So yeah. we build the bikes, prep them, um, and then when we inevitably smash them to bits, yeah, the kids get to fix it. It's great. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I can believe it. I live in the catchment area of uh, the JCB Academy. Uh, obviously, yep. J, JCB, massive engineering, global engineering firm. Um, 
my son want, wants to go to that school, so we went for an open day up there. And they uh, agriculture engineering course. Yeah, they. So each of their terms is sponsored by a different um, engineering company in the yeah. Midlands. So one would be um, uh, one would be Rolls Royce, another would be Toyota, so on and so forth. Um, and the kids, I think there were there were the six formers. They were building a Caterham kit car with yeah. a, to- a brand new Toyota lump in it. And they were they were engineering and spannering the full thing, and then they were going racing it, and that that was that was their six form project. Yeah, so I, on, on the bikes, I think so. That's so we've I, there are six that I've raced for a couple of years now. I built that with students. I built two of them identical. Um, I got them in November, and they both look like they've been pulled out of the lake. One of them actually got donated by a friend. It was a wreck that had been sat in a garage for donkey's years, and mm-hmm. the other one was a, a trap bike that I bought from Kendall, and it had some trick bits on it, but it was missing the important bits. Like it was on stock suspension, stock brakes and stock throttle and stuff, but it had uh, a stock exhaust, but but it had uh, a slipper clutch in it. It had like three or four sets of bodywork and wheels with it. So I thought, right, well, if I, I can make a decent package out of these two, if I spend a bit of money on suspension and stuff like that. And I, so I bought all that. We went from collecting them both in end of November to we were on a track down the 1st of March, both of them done, painted, immaculate, ready to go. And then COVID stopped playing in it and we didn't get to go out and play for three or four months, yeah. which ruined it a little bit because we couldn't, even though the racing season got going again, we couldn't take students because firstly, we couldn't get them in the paddock because we didn't have enough tickets. You weren't allowed to bring that many yeah, people yeah. in. And then from a risk assessment point of view, we, we, we couldn't justify it from the college's point of view. And, you know, can you imagine if you took them somewhere and someone yeah, yeah. got ill and yeah, it's just it's not done by thinking about it. So the, the college was just like, no, not touching that with a stick and rightly right. so. Yeah, on the cars, but that's just the bikes. You know, I'm mm. really awesome. We've got some. We've got a load of trick cars that they work with. We've got a couple of Formula Fords. We've got uh, an R2 Fiesta. We've got two R2 Fiestas. Uh, we did have, um, we got uh, the first electric Opel Corsa rally car in the country, fully homologated, um, like world spec rally car uh, to run almost like the rally ins equivalent of Moto E if you will. So right. it runs alongside, I think it was the European Rally Championship and it was at selected rounds and it was like a, a, a cup car where it's just they're all in identical cars. Um, but yeah, that come to a rather abrupt stop when a tree got in the way. Uh, so so that, that didn't end well. That's still sat there re- waiting to be uh, repaired. But yeah, we've got we've got quite a few trip bits of kit. We've got Subarus, Fiestas and a Mark II Escort. You'd love that. An absolutely mint Mark II Escort. It's Currently, just a bare shell because it's it's having it's it's a uh, it's being refurbed. But twelve months ago, it was it was still it, it, you look the part. Yeah, it's a trick old thing. Nice. So how how have you how have you ended up in that profession? Then is teaching something that you always wanted to do? No, 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 no. I mean, anybody that knows me personally, whenever I tell them I teach, they go fuck off. You a teacher? Someone gives you that kind of responsibility? <laughs> um, no, I was I, I was um, I, I I did my motorsport degree. At a, at a rival college. And uh, I, I wish I'd gone to Myers College for Myers, but honestly, I'm not just saying that because mm. I work there. It, it is genuinely shit up. Um, I got my degree and I went working at Triumph in R&D, in engines. Um, that, that was mint. Uh, then after that, I ended up working a bit closer to home because that was a three-hour drive every week backwards and forwards. And I went to rent a house and stuff, and it didn't go too well while I was there as well. And, uh, yeah, six months in, I came home. Um Got a job at a Honda dealership. Worked there for a few years. Um, test rode a few uh, a few customers' bikes. Told you about that, didn't I, Rich? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, yeah get on, just, we'll get we'll get onto that later. 
Uh, yeah. So if you've got any questions about it, I don't mind admitting anything on here, by the way. So there's no, there's no worry about me um, incriminating myself because I'm. <laughs> No, Jamie can't wait now. Oh, you've literally just opened that door. <laughs> not bothered. Not bothered. Love it. <laughs> I'm going to say three words. BMX, Spoky Dokies, Gatso. Spoky Dokies? Mate, you can't have had a BMX and not had Spoky Dokies on it. My boy's got, got Spoky Dokies on his BMX now. I've got Spoky Dokies in my, in my drawer in my desk at work. <laughs> Um, one, of, one of the other tutors brought him in as a piss take when I, when I brought my C90 and I brought a C90 oh I need some spoky dokies next day he turned up with an handful of spoky dokies they're still in my desk six years later they're still in my drawer Mega. question what the fuck is spoky dokies how old are you God. what are they the best things ever invented in the world they're what like, they were like little bead things you could get glow in the dark ones and they clipped onto your spokes and if you went Wheel. slowly, <laughs> if you, if you went, went slowly, slowly they cl- up and down the spots. Yeah. As you went faster, they fucking swung around the outside because of yeah, because I said you few. So when you're riding your BMX, wherever they go, as you're riding, I think I ran over cameras and that, but I never had spoky nookies. Oh mate, yeah, I haven't lived. I haven't lived. I bet Carol Vorderman had spoky nookies. Honestly, don't wind me up. An old handbag. Anyway, how did we get onto that? Oh, honestly, it's just like a trigger. You know when people get triggered by something? <laughs> Don't mean Carol Vorderman, like... you muppet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then how did we go? She was in the news this week, wasn't she? Mate, I we go off on tangents every single episode, mate. <laughs> no, yeah. go with it. Just got to roll with it. What, was, what were we talking about? What were we talking about? Spoky Dokies. Spoky Dokies. So, so we, got <laughs> from, <laughs> we got from customer bikes at Honda to Spoky oh, Dokies. Yeah, you asked me what I, what I did, didn't you? Yeah, so that's how I worked at, worked at Honda. And then a bloke called Ian Taylor, who was the bikes mechanics teacher at Blackpool Fire when I studied there. I didn't do bikes, I did cars. Um, I, I messaged him to ask if I'd be barking up the wrong tree, applying for a, a bike lecturer job at Blackpool Fire. And um, he said, no, no, I said, that don't, course doesn't exist anymore, it's gone. Okay, he said, but I'm working at Mayaska now. I was like, oh, right, okay. He said, and we're, looking, we're currently recruiting for a motorcycle lecturer. Well, a motorcycle specialist or a motorsport lecturer who's a motorcycle specialist to teach the bikes course. It's only one year old, this new course. We're looking for someone to take it on full time. Come down, have a look. I was like, eh, I don't know. Like, go on then, I'll go and have a look. So I come down, mate. I, I, I took the day off work, went down, just to have a, just to have a nosy, just to chat with Ian. And mm. um, yeah, instantly I was like, yeah, this is this is made for me. Posh, brand new workshop, all nice toolboxes, central eating and stuff, and four ramps. And yeah, it's just... Uh, the the place is beautiful. I'd rather drive to work in the morning. It's mint. It's ace. It's yeah. all through country roads and stuff. And in summer, it's it's gorgeous. But yeah, it's lovely. So I was I was sold straight off. Yeah, and more money to do less hours and work on my own bikes in work time. Sold. I'll do. They do a golf degree there as well, don't they? You, uh, you I can go. I don't know about the degree, but yeah, there's golf courses. They, they do you can you can go you can go there and become a PGA professional. Mate, there's do, honestly do a golf degree. It, it's it's dead weird. It's a, proper, it's a proper weird college because all the course content is. You think oh, it's an agricultural college? It'll all be fucking trees and tractors and stuff. It's not because when foot and mouth hit here, was it two thousand and one? I think yeah, mouth hit. Um, yeah. Agriculture just died on its ass. Yeah. So they were like, oh, mass panic. It's like, well, there's, there's nothing coming in. We can't do anything. We, we need to teach, otherwise the, the college just disappears. What can we do? So they pretty much just had like a big meeting and went, right, what do you know about that you can teach? And someone, uh, I, I like cars. Oh, yeah, you can do a motorsport course then. Mint, write a course. So they wrote a motorsport course. 
and there wasn't a motorsport course in existence at the time or, or, or that they wanted to do. So they, they sort of coerced with BTEC and built a course and, right, that's it, you're teaching motorsport. And nice. I don't think they quite expected it to grow as yeah. big as it did. It's, it's So, what, um, so what, the two biggest courses we've got there now is the sport department, which they do rugby, basketball, football, cricket, golf, and, uh, and motorsport were bigger than anything else. But they do vet nursing, they do um, like criminology and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. A bit of everything. So if you if you had to go away and do a PGC to do that then or if you just done like dettles and that I did it I did it in house. Um so when I when I started, obviously I didn't have any teaching quals because I, I never intended to be a teacher. Well I do remember sitting in you know in high school you sat there thinking that teacher's job looks cushy. I would I'd do this, I'd do that. But I thought no, I've never got that in me. But anyway, yeah, I um when I started the because I was unqualified, I was on a lower wage than people who were qualified. And they said, you can pull, so you have to do this this course, mm. um, this petals course. Yeah. But then when they, because they said, oh, what you, because you've got a degree, already got a degree, you've got to do the PGCE instead, which is because petals is slightly lower than a degree, whereas Pe- PGCE well, pe- is above. Petals is teaching the lifelong learning sector, isn't it? And then yeah. PGCE is your postgraduate, post-graduate education. Yeah, yeah. postgraduate stuff in education. So I had, I had to do that. Um but it was done during work hours. So I think I used to do it on a Wednesday afternoon, like one till four or something. And it was two years. God, I hated it. It was, all, it was awful. I hated doing that. I didn't want to go back to doing assignments and stuff. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I, I had to do a PGC and now qualified teaching. Yeah. Fair play, mate. Fair play. To go from cutting, cutting about on customer bikes yeah. uh, and <laughs> to, to now doing that. Yeah, fair play to you, mate. Yeah. It's good. You know, I, I, enjoy, I enjoy doing it. I actually enjoy... Um, the teaching side of things because uh, we always joke and say this job would be mint if it weren't for students because they're the bit that make it hard work you know they're, they're yeah. the challenge and I don't just mean the teaching I mean the, the sort of the pastoral side that goes with it that's the challenge yeah, yeah. but the actual teaching I quite enjoy it actually when you, when you you start off with something you've got a, a bunch of kids looking at an engine and they're like what's that oh, I don't know they haven't got the blindest idea and then by the end of the lesson you ask them questions like quite complex questions and, and they're getting it or they're asking questions you think that's the, the fact that you've asked that shows you understand sort of thing. Yeah, it's quite it's quite satisfying. And then you get to the end of the year and you see them go off and they get jobs in industry. So yeah, it is a satisfying, it's a rewarding job. Yeah. So who's who in the motorcycle industry that people would know then have come through Myerscoff? Uh So we've got, up until a couple of weeks ago, we had two lads working at McCam Yamaha. So there was James and Connor. They were both working at McCam Yamaha. Um, and... A name that you more likely know over Ewan McGuinness. So John yeah. is some. He he didn't come through the bikes course though. He did motorsport, um, and then he went working at La Fonda, uh, and he's now moved over over winter. He's uh, working for the Dow Racing team. There's another lad I can't bloody think of his name now. There's another lad who works for Dow Racing. He's been there for a couple of years. I can't remember his name. He's always going to shoot if not remembering his name. I have to come back to that if it comes later. But, but yeah, so we've got we've got a couple dotted about. We've got we've. The bikes course is relatively small. We get small numbers, but from a motorsport side of things, they're everywhere. You can't stop finding them. So um, I don't know if it's still up to date, but I know Lewis Hamilton's number one and number two mechanics were both ex-Myerska. They're like multiple world champions now. Bloody hell. Someone played that. Yeah, we've we've probably got, there's got to be 30, 40, maybe more people who are in the paddock in Formula One that are ex-Myerska students. You know, over the last... 20 years, but yeah, every year there's, there's always two or three that end up leaving us either midway through the year sometimes or at the end of the year because they've got a job in Formula One or World Rally because we've got a really close time with M Sport. Do you know who M Sport are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah up oh, in, is uh, it Ford? 
Yeah, yeah. So it's so basically Malcolm Wilson um, is there. That's what that's what the M is in M Sport. Um, if I remember rightly, I think he was basically turning out better cars than Ford could. Yeah, um, it started with the Ford Escort Cosworth, didn't it? I'm embarrassed to say I don't know. Uh, but basically his cars were better than Ford's and Ford went, right, well, why do we spend a fortune trying to beat you? We'll just give you the money. And then they just, they just sort of bankrolled it. Um, and then it developed into a massively successful business it is. And they turned out the best rally cars in the world. So I was well jealous when I found, so Kyle, who's one of the other lecturers at work, he he left M-Sport and came back working for us. Um, he built, or oh, he was on the team that built Valentino Rossi's um Monzarelli car. So he got to meet him, spend loads of time with him, chatting, chatting to him. So I was like, oh, that's, that's, I don't do fangirl type of thing, but that's the one person I would fangirl over, Ben Rossi. Fair one. I don't think there's many people. He's a childhood him. hero, isn't he? Yeah. I think there's people that are like in the 40s and 50s that would say Rossi's a hero. Yeah. And- I genuinely think he's he's got to be in the in the top 10 most popular people in the world. And I don't I don't mean that in terms of like well known because like mm. for example more people know who Tiger Woods is more people know who Mike Tyson is but how many people are Mike Tyson fans how many people are Tiger Woods fans you know they, they know who he is but whereas you get a lot of people that are Rossi fans so like I said earlier about seeing the sticker it is everywhere he's a it's a phenomenon and so people who aren't interested in bikes still know who he is and like him yeah, yeah. we I think we touched on that last week though didn't we because uh, yeah. we, we were saying like do you, do we ever think there'll there'll be another Rossi in the in any in any uh I, I, I was I was I was sat honestly when I was listening to that pod last week. I was sat almost trying to to will my answer to you telepathically. <laughs> if if Rossi had retired in 2014, Marquez would be the next Rossi. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. All of you Rossi fans would now be Marquez fans because look back at Rossi 20 years ago. It's Mark Marquez. It's the same person. It's, it, he ticks every box the same. Is this wonder kid that's come up through the classes kicking everyone's ass? Turned up, showing everyone what's boss. Even beat a few older blokes as well. Because yeah. let's be honest, he, he whooped Max Biaggi, who was supposed to be, you know. But that—that's what I said. Though the the difference is, there's there's no denying Marcus's talent on a bike, and and I'd he's go the as best fa- rider that's ever graced the planet. Yeah, I was just going to say I'd go as fast. There's only Mick doing it. I would put even close. Yeah, yeah. The difference with Rossi though, the the thing that created the Rossi brand was his charisma and yeah. and the after race antics that he used to do, um, right. Strapping a, strapping a fucking sex doll to the back of his bike and pretending it's Claudia Schiffer, that was a masterstroke. And even then, when, when so do you remember when he got done for um, sweeping the grid at uh, Qatar? Yeah, yeah. He, uh, the next round, or where, wherever it was he next won, they had him sweeping the track, didn't they? Yeah. As a celebration, there's almost like two fingers back up to the uh, to the FIM for penalising him. He, he did the one with it. He got his, got his team to dress up as coppers with a speed gun as well, didn't he? Can't remember what that one was. Yeah, all that about. was at Mugello because I think it was the first time did he first time a bike broke 200 mile an hour on yeah. track. Or so I can't think what it was, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then the then his custom helmets as well. That's yeah. that's scre- that screaming face of his. That that helmet's he's a people iconic. Pleaser, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he, he's he's just all over marketing. If he hadn't have had that big falling out with Marquez in 2015, when obviously there was the the, the kicking incident and the whole. Um, Rossi blaming Marquez for helping Lorenzo, which I think mm. was just Rossi trying to play mind games with someone who you can't play mind games with. They yeah. had that big falling out, and uh, it, yeah, it just it made millions of people around the world suddenly hate Mark Marquez because it's almost like you, you can't touch our god man, you can't mess with him. It's almost like because he dared to beat him. 
So like, is that mm. not what he's there to do? It's like the little villain, wasn't he? Yeah. As soon as that comes, but I think we're so lucky to like be in an era where we've seen um, Rossi, and yeah. then now you can see Marquez coming. Well, not yeah. coming through. He's obviously there, but even with I'll, you know, I'll, I'll say it now. Stick my neck on the line. He'll be champion this year, Mark Marquez. I said, I said the same thing. I said the 100%. same thing on. I think it was on the MotoGP page the other day. And I really, I try not to, I try not to comment on this page because you always get muffins coming in, <laughs> arguing back with you. And I, I can't resist. I have to bite. I have to respond. Mm. But yeah, people say, no, he won't. No, he won't. It's this. And it's like, the bike's not up to it. It's like, you're right. The, the bike isn't up to it. But I genuinely think he's going to make He is. He is unbelievable. There's no like, denying Bang Bang oh. is going to win races. There's no denying Quartararo is mm. going to win races. Bastianini is going to win races. But on the days when they don't win races, where are they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When was the last time you seen Mark Marquez crash out of ninth place? Mm. Crash battling, you know, struggling for ninth place. Struggling, no, when there. was the last time you saw Marquez finish a race in what was it, seventeenth? I think Quartararo did. It just mm. doesn't yeah. happen. Yeah. No. If he doesn't that win, he's, he's somewhere in that front group on a bad weekend. Vadney doesn't fucking throw it. At the scene. He was phenomenal. He was worse. phenomenal at Phillip Island last year. That, that race, tracks, at, that that race at Phillip Island. I know he didn't win it. But Found to, me a left-handed track. He's not dominant at. Yeah. Oh yeah, Saxon Ring. He f- he's fucking smashes oh, at everybody there. Laguna Seca. Hmm. Where was the what was the other one? The other uh, American one, Texas. But do you reckon that's to do with the amount of damage it's caused to his uh, shoulders? Even before that, it was before it. You remember yeah. when when he first came up to MotoGP? He won. I think it won it like eleven American races in a row or something because all the American tracks were left-handed. Yeah. I don't know. It is a phenomenal talent. It's undeniable. Um. But yeah, I don't think that we'll see the charisma again that Ross has ever no. shown. No, I don't. I don't. The, the, there's too there's too many people. It was who, so different as well, wasn't it? The the people don't like characters anymore. No. Well, Lorenzo tried, didn't he? You ever watching it back? Like I said, look, Rossi was already this sort of amazing character. Lorenzo tried to sort of people hated him for it. Yeah. Mm. So I know you're hating on the, this person who's trying to be the same person. He's he's only doing the same thing, but people hated him for it. Yeah. Because they were it, almost so. Uh, attached to to this whole Rossi syndrome that you, it, yeah, yeah. yeah, it, it's, it's, Rossi, it's, yeah. It's, all, it's all that it's all that cancel culture and it you say, you say something that don't go with the grain the next minute you're getting mess, rather blunt messages yeah uh, I'm I'm so I'm so happy I got to see when when was uh, Rossi's pole in Mugello? twenty I don't know was it I'd that, say uh, one, but he was never a pole hound was he to be fair I, I was at Mugello when he had pole. And he came from like kind of nowhere. He wasn't winning races or anything else like that. And he got pole, and the whole place—it's it, literally goose. But oh, it's mate, unbelievable. Mate, that's there's two places I really wanted to go to go and watch Rossi. I wanted to go and watch Rossi at Mugello, and I wanted to watch Ooh. him at Misano. Yeah. And what I didn't know was that for my thirtieth birthday, my missus was going to buy us tickets to go to Misano to go and watch. I'd always said, I want to go, because I want to go into Tavulia and just see just the, the mental behaviour. Just It's just daft, isn't it? They go absolutely nuts for him. But I want to go and experience that, because you're never, ever going to get another Rossi. I yeah. want to go and see this I'd, while it's all happening. And then I'd, we did we didn't go, because we, we, we planned we planned to have a baby, got got pregnant, thought, oh, it's all right, there'll be another year. And then literally weeks after, he announced, oh, his, no. he announced his retirement. So I said, that kid, when he's... The rest of his life, I'm holding it against him. I never got to go and see Rossi at Mazzano, and it's your fault. Because of you. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to live to regret it. It's not his fault, but he's going to live to regret it. Just what? I think we're, we're, we're years off from there being another Rossi out there. I think it will come. But at the minute, I think everyone in 
MotoGP, Moto2 are all clones of one of each each other. I think um, you know you, you look at them and they just they just all want to be the same character. It's almost yeah. like they're being commercialized. Yeah, and uh, I think that's it. I think it's the commercializ- commercialization of it all. Um, and I don't think it's just in sport. I think it's everywhere, everywhere, everywhere in business. People are just trying to be molded like clones, um, and it's all about output in it. But anyway, we're we're wandering well away from club racing here. Um, so, going to put in a little bit of a break here and tell you about what we're trying to do with the podcast. If you've not noticed already, the sound quality is a little bit better than what it has been the past few weeks. That's my um, <laughs> So, what we're doing is we're uh, we're dusting off my uh, Yorkshire wallet. Found a few coins in the bottom of it, and uh, we're investing in decent podcast microphones for our guests. We're trialing it. That's all it is at the moment. Is we're try it's it's a trial. So we're we're striving to make the podcast as entertaining and informative as we can. Um, and we understand that the key to that is the audio quality of each recording. So Ryan's the first guest to benefit from this trial. Um, and for the next few weeks, we'll be supplying our guests with a dedicated podcast mic. If it improves your listening experience, we'll find a way to carry it on. The only way for us to know, though, is for you to tell us. So we need your feedback. Please, whether it's a review on our podcasting streaming sites that you're listening from, or whether it's a comment on our socials, please get in touch with us and let us know what you think. Um, Ryan, how do you fi- how are you finding the quality? Because I know we did the sound test the other the other night, and it was oh, shite. Mate, yeah, that just showed how shite my laptop is. And when you message me, say, "Have you got a microphone?" Like, oh, I've got a laptop. It's got a microphone in it. And it's like, "No, I'll send you a mic." I was like, "Okay, we'll do a sound test." And I thought I'll try my Xbox headset. I don't really use it often. I don't do online play. Let's give it a go. And it was garbage on it. So you sent us this uh, this this. I tell you what, pretty trick looking microphone. Actually, it looks like uh, yeah, it yeah, looks that, almost that- like a. So sounds like, like a, it sounds like an African drum every time you fucking touch it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's meant even with the little uh, I don't know what you call it. I designed it. It's, it's on little strings. Yeah, it looks it looks proper. It looked decent in a in like a sound recording booth. It, it, well, that, that's what it's kind of designed for. It's a proper recording yeah. mic, condenser mic, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Has it got light? He got lights on it. It's got one little light on it. I'll just, I know it's the, the simple the listeners thing, can't see. Yeah. I know the listeners can't see. You can, Have you got lights? Bloody hell, come on. Oh, that's a bit of kit, that is. It matches my headphones as well. It's almost like I'm colour-coded. You've got a red hey. stripe on the headphones. <laughs> Christmas is cancelled in the Gibson household this year. Right, kid, kid, kids had pot noodles for the tea tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's got a light on his, uh, on his mic. He's well happy. I'll do. <laughs> <laughs> Gone from father of the year to what a blunt. Full <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> <Hold> on blunt. <laughs> right. So yeah, what we're trying to achieve with the podcast is to basically help out club racers. And we looked at it. If we were to send microphones out to people and then they send them back, the postage costs are exactly the same as what I've spent on that microphone for you. So if you think about wear and tear of a mic, if we owned it, it makes more yeah. sense that if we give them to our guests as like an investment into their racing because you can now go and use that microphone for whatever media you want to do for, to promote your racing, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, it's, it's proper quality thing. You know, it don't, it don't look like something that would be equal to a DPD delivery. It's proper. Yeah. It's just a shame that uh, – who is it delivered at Amazon? It's just a shame they oh, yeah, it over just, your fucking garden fence. Yeah, just winged it in the driveway. Didn't even yeah. put a note through the door. Just sat on that caravan getting piss wet through. Yeah. Luckily, it was in a plastic bag inside. Yeah. Like I've said to everybody, please leave us a review for the podcast. It's we know it's disjointed. 
we're still learning, but the sound quality is better, and that's all that freaking matters at this moment in time. Um, but Ryan, let's move on to what you're going to be doing then for this season, because um, as I understand it, you're uh, dipping both bollocks into uh, British Supersport. Yeah, it's uh, it's it was a bit un- un- unexpected. It wasn't in the plan, but that it was in the dreams, but it wasn't in the plan. Um, so last year, I, I didn't even really do much racing. I just I'd, I'd sort of uh, just did what took what you know what tickled my pickle, what I fancied doing, and. Um, at the end of the year, a friend of mine, Alan, um, he'd sort of come to an end of a, an agreement or, you know, a, a partnership with his, with his old rider, Richie. And um, he said, do you, do you want to come and ride for me next year? You know, my uncle want, likes you, wants to, to give you a shot. So we'll put some money in and we'll, you know, we'll, we'll get a bike and sort some entries out. Because he knows, he knows I can't afford it. You know, I've, I've barely, everything I've ever done has been on a shoestring budget. You know, I always make the bikes look the part because I've put the effort in, but underneath the, you know, they're built on a, on a budget. They've got the right bits in them, but they're built on a budget. So Alan said, no, we'll put a, a modern-ish bike under and we'll go doing some, some no limits, something like that. So, right, okay. And um, yeah, a few other people sort of, you know, from his friends, my friends got wind of it. So well, we'll put a bit in, we'll put a bit in. And before you know it, a few people go, well, we'll put quite a big bit in. And yeah, before you know it, we've got enough money. We're like, right, bloody hell, we'll let's go BSB. Let's just go for it. Cause you're only going to get one, one shot at it, one chance like this. So yeah, let's have a go. So we've ended up with a, a brand new R6 out of Padgett's. Cause we were struggling to get one to be fair. And Padgett's found one for us, brand new bike. Um, yeah, we've had the motor done a bit and it's got some trick bits on it and stuff. And yeah, just going to go and have a go and see firstly, if we can qualify. But if it's oh, come nice. out, if it's come out of Padgett's, it ain't going to be a shit bike, is it? Come on, no. let's be fair. No. You've got the right name attached to it there. Yeah, and and raceways. So raceways Yamaha, my camera Yamaha is honestly. If I was to throw this, if I was to throw some out of the window, I could almost put it through their window. It's it's, it's round the corner. Um, so if, if I need any you know parts or info or help or whatever, I've got good friends there who I can go to. So Badgets have said that they'll help us out with anything they can in the paddock, you know. So and I've got Dynajets just at the road. So Frank Raffles said he'll you know if you need any help, come and give us a shout. I'll help you out all I can. So yeah, we've got surrounded by a lot of decent people. So there's no reason, no excuses. The, am I right in thinking? Am I right in thinking this is the first like modern injection fuel injected bike that you've raced? If you discount the one two fives at Free Tech, which let's be honest, they don't count. It's just it's, it's a bit of fun, isn't it? Yeah. The the the, the newest thing I'd ridden is my 1999 100 horsepower R6. Fair fucking play, mate. So it's gonna be it's a it's gonna be a massive learning curve just going to BSB in general. But yeah, trying to learn to ride a modern. But don't get me wrong, you know, I've ridden modern road bikes and stuff. But again, yeah. it, it don't compare. It's it's completely different. So yeah. I've never ridden I've never ridden a bike with fuel injection. I've never ridden a bike with fly by wire. Uh, I've never ridden anything with a blipper. Um, I've never ridden anything with mappable engine braking. Um, what do you call it? electronic throttle bodies? You know the mappable throttle bodies. None of that. So I've got to learn how to use all that. Um, but you're yes. in right. Pl- you're in right place. I think being at Myerscroft College. Yeah. Well, I, I know how it all works. Don't get me wrong. You know, I, 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 I can. I know how to run Motec. I know how to run AIM. I know how to run all the software. I just can't afford to buy it. Right. <laughs> so I, I, you know, and there's only so much that one person with a, you know a, a few you know mates and mechanics around you can achieve. You know, without having people in there who've spent twenty years in the paddock, kind of thing. You know, so yeah. um, I'm under no uh, no illusions that we're going to be at the front. Don't get me wrong. And, you know, we'll be just happy to be there. And I've, I've said this to at the end of the day, and Easter the same thing. Is we're there to enjoy it. Um, 
It's just a shame that what I enjoy is winning. So I don't <laughs> not going to be doing any winning, but just want to try and enjoy myself. I said, if you know, I'll be that person that's going to do two slow down laps just so I can spend more time waving at the crowd. Like, hey, look at me, I'm on the BSP. Yeah, right. I think you'll have Aaron joining you, like. <laughs> we'll do some wheelies. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get some shots in. When's your, have you ridden the bike yet? Nope. When's the first time? Uh, next next weekend. So Where are you? What, what, at Donington, the official test at Donington. Oh, okay. So, um, that's it. We, we weren't sure when we were even going to get the bike. It was a struggle to get it. We were struggling time-wise. Um, mm. And obviously, Padgett's had to you know do their bit because it took two months for the head to come back from Van Sines and Erica. So yeah. that was a big waiting period where you know Padgett's had done all they could. We'd done, done everything we could. We were just sort of just sat within our fingers waiting for it to come back. And then with the head turned up, and then within a week, the bike was ready, dynoed, mapped, collected. it. Then I had to go to Maxton and go and have the suspension fitted. Um, I was down there till I got home at two in the morning the other night because I was there just trying to put some stickers on, you know, just trying to get anything we can done because it doesn't help that Alan lives an hour and a half away. So mm. it's not like I can just nip around mm. the corner and go and get it done. Um, so yeah, my levers aren't even here yet. So it looks like I'm going to be testing in last year's <laughs> levers. Um, but it's just, it just sounds like it, it's it's almost like a bit of karma for what you do with the with the kids, the students, et cetera, all the time and effort and, you know, investment you make in them. You know, something's come round for you. Like you said, you've got to take the opportunity and grab it with both yeah. hands because it's it. A, it is a hell of an opportunity. Yeah. And it's like, I, I never thought I'd get it. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's just one. It's just like a, you know, you're going to be there. Yeah, I, you know, that's still the plan for me is to do a few rounds this year. Is that you know, you just think, fuck it, why not? Yeah. I mean, if you've got, got, you've got the backing as well. Yeah. I've spent so long looking and seeing other people go to BSB or already there, and you know, without picking on people or anything. I think you know, I'm I'm better than that person. I've beaten Mm. that person. I've done this or that. Yeah. And they're there getting to have a go at doing it. I'm like, it's my. Yeah. dream I want to go there and I want to go and have a go I, you know, yeah. I, 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 don't, I know I'm not going to be no superstar I'm not going to get anywhere I'm not under any mental illusions that I'm going to get picked up and have a ride because I don't have the money for it you know mm. people who progress through they've got to have the money to pay for these rides I know I don't I want to go and just enjoy it but um, yeah it's, it's always been frustrating seeing other people get these opportunities because you know they've got mummy and daddy with an unlimited credit card uh, unlimited bank balance behind them mm-hmm. whereas it, I'm, I, you know, I've been racing living on a credit card and other people's scrubs that I've fished out of have been you know, yeah. it's just yeah it's 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 nice to have that chance and that's what Alan basically said was you know he says I see what you've done all the all years because he's, he's been with me for racing for a few years because I've been mates with Richie while he was running Richie and I've been at quite a few of these events together and stuff he says I want to I want to give you a chance and an opportunity yeah. to just yeah just to have your go have your turn at it sort of thing mm. so mass, massively appreciating yeah. that and yeah quite a few other people have sort of said you know there's been loads of people over the years who go, oh, if there's any way I can help I'll put a bit in and when you go oh well can, can you give us 50 quid towards some tyres or something like that oh, uh, mm. they sort of hesitate now that we're going doing this it's amazing that people come out of the wood and go I'll buy you a set of tyres I'll buy you a set of tyres I'll buy you yeah. and stuff like that I think it's, yeah it's, it's mint I'm loving every second of it it's hard work mm. but, 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 do you do you think it's the series or do you think it's the promise of television exposure? No, I don't think it's either. To be honest, I think it's very much a case of it's they know how much it means to me. So it is kind of because it's BSB. It's it's the it's the the biggest thing in the country, bike racing wise. Um, and it's very I, much I, a case of each I, other I, people have got the same mentality as Alan has. It's you're really getting your chance now. I, 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 I want to do anything I can to help. This is our time to help you, kind of thing. I, I'd argue it's the best domestic. Road racing series in the world. I wouldn't even argue it. It just it is. I don't it think is. there's even an argument Agreed. to be had. 
I don't think there's even an argument to be had, which is why I know I'm going to be at the back. <laughs> hey, you, one thing you will get will be glad of though is that when the uh, when Ben Curry's bike comes past you, that is the fittest bike on that grid. I messaged him the other day, just saying that the bike looked the part and said the times were good. I just said to him, "Do us a favor and just when you're at me, be gentle. <laughs> <laughs> just wave." Yeah. I'll just get out of his way. I see a blue flag. I'll just just dive off. Well, that's that's the, the only chance of TV time I'm going to get. I was going to say, I was going to say that's that's the exact way. If you ruin the leader's race or something else like that, you'll be famous. My dad, my dad said to us, if you want to make sure you get some TV time, says, just keep jumping the start because the camera always comes to you if you jump the start. But it's it's Wally's great jump idea. The start again. Have you seen race in a row? Have you seen that Lee Johnson's just literally today put his um, Ashcourt Racing R6 up for sale? Yeah, and it's sold already. Does it, I, I say it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I didn't think it'd take long. I didn't even get a chance to look at the thing. I, I seen it for sale. I thought, oh right, wow, I'll have a look at that later. I'm about to find it. Boom, now sold. Right. One of my mates, one of my mates, tagged me on it on uh, on uh, Twitter, and I was like, "Yeah, you're going to front the sixty grand to pay for it." <laughs> I'd fucking struggle. Is that what it was up for? I, I don't know, but looking at the price of what um, Kennedy's uh, was, right? it was uh, Kennedy's was, yeah, grand. Uh, I, I won't expect. It's not that. just a bike that though, is it? It comes with a lot of gear, yeah. spare engines, all the data, all sorts. Yeah, it's um, yeah, got our freaking deep, deep pockets. This is the thing is where you have to have the pockets to be able to that that bike needs to be disposable. Yeah, yeah. it needs to be. If you want to win, yeah. you need to be able to go right that sixty grand bike. I need to be able to ride it absolutely as hard as possible and not have any concern about destroying it. Yeah, yeah. So again, I'm not going to name names, but there was a fellow who rode for raceways years ago, and I looked at I I heard about his bill from one weekend at Snow, and it was like fifty eight thousand pound. Yeah, okay, that was obviously mainly in crash damage, like. But you know, it's mm. it's just disgusting money. That that would cover my budget for the year. Everything would be covered yeah. in that. Is you know, uh, so. is is Ash is Ashcock BMW S one thousand went up for sale not long before that, didn't it? Because he's he's on the Hondas now, isn't he? He's yeah. going. He's on he's on Hondas now. Yeah, yeah, yeah he is. Yeah. So have you seen them classic TT bikes he's got? RC45s. Yeah. yeah. And an SP2. Is it SP2 or is it SP1? He does a bit of, um, of YouTube in. I don't know if he's watched yeah. his videos on YouTube. They're quite yeah. interesting. Well, that, that's, that's, that's where I seen it. I was watching the one where he went to Frank Raffles with the RC45s. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, uh, the, only reason, the only reason I knew about it was because in the background, when they're on the dyno ring, one of my students is there on work experience. She was like, I was in Mini Johnson's video the other day. <laughs> she stood there with a brewing around trying to, trying to keep out the way of the camera. <laughs> He lifts the bikes up, doesn't he, into his loft or something? He's, he's got a converted inverted loft space or something. He's, Has he? He's, he's gaffer, yeah. And they uh-huh. they lift the bike up on almost like on a on a on a on a rig of some kind. Yeah, there's a fellow there's a fellow in in my local town um, who's had a lot to do with bike racing and road racing over the years, and he's got almost like his own private museum. Um, so like I say, it's like a two story garage with a lift, and you go up the lift, and that's in the bikes are on like a. It's like it's just Nirvana. It's awesome. You're drumming again, Ryan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that? I'm trying to figure out what I touched. Speaking of Nirvana, is that it? Well, yeah, yeah. It's literally it's the cable that just touched my leg. Where else am I supposed to put my fucking legs? I can't chop them off. I've got a finger missing. I can't afford to lose a leg. Game brilliant. So, I can't put pictures on. I put that picture on my finger that I sent you the other day, Rich. Oh, fucking hell, yeah. That was minging. We'll get on. We'll honestly, we'll get on to that in a bit. Um, I've been, 
I've been well, you first of all got asked, and then they went, Oh, Dick, and you commented on my page. It's my brother. Is it your brother? Mate, he, I'm telling you now, he has officially got the biggest head in motorbike racing. <laughs> it's massive, sweet on him. Yeah, that's me, that's me not so little brother. He's seven years younger, but he's a foot taller and looks about 10 years older. Bless so him. He, he's told us to ask you about your fitness training. Is that in any way, shape, or form related to your leathers and whether uh, they'll fit or not? Sounds like no. his fitness training is 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 is, is a, a minute less in the microwave. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Pizzas, kebabs, burgers. Why have abs when you can have kebabs? I live by that model. <laughs> if you are what you eat, I'm cheap, quick, and easy. No, chili, but... ch- chili or garlic? Dark garlic. Yeah. That's funny. I'm not, not a chilli person. It's, nah. it's, it's, not, it's not the temperature that does it, it's the flavour. Yeah. Mate, I don't eat anything that come out of the ground. No veg. Nothing. I'm, I'm like that. Closest thing to veg is chips. <laughs> and even then, I'm, I'm fussy. Right. Mate, tell you now, any day now, I'm going to be diagnosed diabetic. Well, there's a stroke coming or something. I'm, it's, it's amazing that I've not got any kind of illnesses from it. My diet is horrific. So in college, I did a course tutorial session a year or two ago with students and we're supposed to do like, you know, um, you do like sex education and stuff like that. And it was what it was all about, healthy eating. And I I laughed when I seen it come up on Schema Work for I can't do that. So I I did a lesson where we basically put up examples of healthy foods and drinks and stuff. And then we did another table next week, which was basically just what Ryan eats. And I I labelled it what Ryan eats and just all the unhealthy stuff. And it was just everything was just, yeah, mate. So Some people can do that though, can't they? It's just eat whatever they want, and it it doesn't really affect them. Drink as much Pepsi, Coke, whatever, and you just don't it just don't touch the sides. Yeah. I, I'm I'm, qu- I'm quite lucky in that. I say I I don't seem to gain weight very easily, but I also don't lose it easily either. So if I try, yeah, like I say I did I did start to do a bit of fitness at the start of the year. Um, the cold is pretty much what's put a stop for that to that for now. I live, I live on the prom, so it's absolutely freezing where I am. So if I look out of my if, if I open them curtains in summer, I can see the Alamon. It's straight out over the over yeah. the coast. Um, so it's it's cold and windy. So I started going out for morning morning jogs at half five in the morning, and uh, yeah, it only lasted a couple of weeks. But that that weekly gets warm again. So if at, at Myerscough, if they if they've got all the professional um, like sports qualifications going on. Is there not a department there that could build you a, a plan and you basically become their guinea pig? So they they're studying you. It's probably not a bad shout, <laughs> but yeah, they, they do have they have a uh, say multiple sports. Uh, I, courses, honestly, yeah, be, they do. They do. My, uh, my fucking lunch break, I'll be straight over there. Right, this is what I'm doing. I'm all that's in. That's if I even got a lunch break, mate. <laughs> you'd, be, you'd, you'd, be, you'd be amazed how busy you end up doing nothing. All right, well, in, in, bet- <laughs> in, bet- in between waiting for your pizza, stop microwaving them them three minutes. I'm not even joking. I've got a microwave in my workshop, mate. <laughs> microwave and a cow microwave and a mini fridge yeah Fair one. no the, the, it won't be a bad shot actually to that. it's not something I'd thought about because um, we have got we've got a gym and we've got I think like strength and conditioning courses and stuff I, I don't know much about it I, I, I'm not into fitness um, but yeah we do have some it's probably not a bad shot to go and ask somebody actually and see if I can wangle something I've still got my JD gym right. membership, but I've, I've only been once or twice in the last 12 months it's hard the, to find time. It genuinely is hard to find time. The, what are you doing with that microphone? <laughs> Tell you what, hang on. Wait a minute, right? I'll put the microphone there. Fuck that table off. Okay. Okay, <laughs> oh, my days. Right. While Ryan's re- rearranging his living room, somebody at my, my Scoff College is going to be listening to this 
head over to the motorsport department where Ryan is and drag his fucking arse into the gym. <laughs> is that fair? Co- say? Co- coax him, coax him with a pizza or a pot noodle or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just leave a trail. <laughs> Straight in cheeks all the way down to the gym. A donut on a stick in front of a treadmill. I'm trying to catch the donut. <laughs> I used to take a tray of donuts when we went to No Limits. I said, yeah, I took a tray of donuts to every round. Big 12, tray of 12 donuts. Most people didn't eat them, so I ended up eating the, pretty much the whole tray to myself. When was that? Uh, I did Last year I did Croft, Anglesey, Cadwell and Donington. Oh, okay. I, I remember seeing a few posts about it, not not associating it with anyone, didn't know who it was, but yeah, so you were the donut guy, was you? Pro- probably me, yeah. Got you. <laughs> Hang on a minute. So you, what, you, you fed them donuts at Croft? I bought them all breakfast at Croft. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't, I didn't take them to them. I ate them for myself. I, I bought oh, them right, okay. But none of my team were eating them, so I just ate them. Oh, I got you. Right, hey, okay. This way, a, a donut has got a hole in the middle and there's nothing lighter than a hole. Yeah, that's the, that's that's your fitness plan there. Light, lightweight snacks, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sponsored by a pie company as well. No, Mom's you're not. Pies in Chorley, oh, yeah. Pies. yeah he's, he's a good <laughs> better man. He sponsors us. <laughs> and they're actually low fat. They genuinely are. Low fat pies. That's a proper seamless plug. Like, I love that. Mate, what's 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 the company? I'll, I'll bring some Bowen's pies. I'll bring some to Alton. There we go, Bowen's pies. That's class. So another question that we've been asked. Uh, this one came to us on Instagram from uh, Jimmy Wilson. Uh, he wants to know how are you so fast on a 90, 99 brake horsepower pre-injection bike? But he actually he actually put how is he so fucking fast on a ninety nine brake power <laughs> pre injection bike? I, I, I raced with uh, I raced with Jamie a little bit last year. I'd say at no limits he was in the uh, in the newcomers six hundred, um, and I, I was on the R six. I, I say I only went for a bit of fun to be fair. So I, I'd never done Croft. I went to Snetterton with Richie helping out. I went um, and I looked at the entries. Um, the entry cost, I mean, it looked reasonably priced. And I, and I quite liked the way that the weekend format, you know, one race on a Saturday and three on a Sunday. So yeah, I quite yeah. liked it, but I'm going to give it a go. I quite fancy having you at Croft. So, and, and I did it and I enjoyed it. And I, I got uh, two wins outright. And I think I won the other two races in class, but I can't think of where I was on track. Um, but just just enjoyed it. It was just good fun. Just Even though I was battling people who were in a different class, it was just good fun racing. So I, I just carried on going with it, yeah. and. Um, I think I got knocked off on a warm-up lap at Anglesey. Oh, I was raging. I was raging about that because I'd never crashed the R6. It was still it was still mint. At first corner at Anglesey, I warm-up lap. Some lad nerfed himself from about five five rows behind me into the back of me. Um, I, I was sliding along on my arse across the grass and he already had my arms up ready to start a fight. With me. Like, what, what was that for? And, and I thought, yeah, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't solve anything hitting someone, does it? So, but... Um, yeah, just had some had some good results and just enjoyed it, just riding for fun. As an answer for his question, I, I I don't know. There's faster people out there though, so it's, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not special. To be fair, when I was racing at Darley, there was a lad there I can't remember his name, but he's on a pre-injection R1, um, in the open solo, and he was rapid. Um, yeah, he he was. Did blue and white. Yeah. Yeah, I know you're on about. I don't know his name, but yeah, I do know. Yeah, yeah he's he's, he's fucking rapid on that bike. So don't, but, don't he just do Darley though? Yeah. 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 I think he's got. I think he's got rid of the pre-injection now, and he's going into the normal open solos on a fuel-injected bike. I think. So, so what? What? What are your goals and expectations for the season then? Um, 
Like I say, I, I'm, I'm quite a realistic person, so I'm not going into it thinking, oh, yeah, we're going to win this and we're going to do that. Um, my first target is just to qualify. You know, I, I've looked at lap times. I'm not, I'm not daft either. Like I say, I'm raising, but I'm not daft. I've looked at the times that I've done on my pre-injection R6 and compared them with any tracks that have been comparable, you know, that are the same layout um, and within a similar time of the year to, to, to BSB. So I know last year, I think it was... Cadwell, Donington, GP, uh, the lap times were, I'd have been on the grid on a 99 R6. Mm. You know, I'd have been at the back, but I'd have been on the grid. I'd have been like last or second to last, but I was well within qualifying time. Um, so that we'll just being on a newer, more modern, better performing bike, there should be a bit of a, a time improvement there. So that should bring us a bit further forwards. Um, so just to qualify as my first target, and once we've ticked that box consistently, um, sort of just see where we are and try and just keep improving. If we can keep improving, then that's that's a bonus. But I'd like I'd like to score points. That'd be my, you know, if I could tick every box, would be to score points. I'd like yeah. to I'd try and average one point per race. Would be amazing. If I get to the end of the year and have twenty two points, I'd man, I'd be like a dog with two dicks. Oh, well. And preferably not smash it to bits left, right, centre because I can't afford that. Yeah, try to stay out of trouble. So what? Um, which rounds are you most looking forward to then? Um. Silverstone is one that I've always fancied doing because it's fast. It's really, really fast. I like I like fast forward stuff. I don't yeah. like tight stuff. Like I'm really not looking forward to Cadwell. I hate the place with a passion. What, so what like, circuit like is it you're doing at Silverstone? National. I'd okay. love to I'd love to do the full circuit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, BSB. I did the I did I did I did the national last year with, with no limits first round. Yeah. And uh, I've I've never I've never been to Silverstone before. And um I thought it was brilliant. <laughs> It's okay. flat, isn't it? Like stupidly yeah, flat. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's airfield circuit, isn't it? I like, I like yeah. flat, I like wide, and I like fast. Whereas Cadwell's everything I hate. It's up and down. It's narrow. I agree. It's shit. It's twisted. It's, it's, it's shit. Like the first, the first, the first sections amazing until you get yeah. down the hill and left. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't, I don't even mind park and and round Chris Curve. That's mint. You know, yeah. You know, the edge of tire with it pinned and it's. A 600 is just powerful enough that it's just moving around, but it's not actually, you know, losing mm. drive as such. And then breaking it in through the gooseneck, that's good for all the left. Yeah. Always, I'm always paranoid that the front's going to go. I even tip left because there's so many people go down there. But I even like the gooseneck. Honestly, I'd, I'd yeah. rather just go on. Yeah. It. It's awful. So I, I even like Mansfield, but from the chicane to the start finish, uh, I, I can't stand it. I, mean, I, I think I think that chicane at the bottom of the mountain, that's not chicane, but you know, the S at the bottom of the mountain and the mm. mountain. I think it's the worst piece of tarmac in the country. Agreed. It's garbage. I don't know why people get such a hard on over it. It's crap. The one corner. It's probably because I, could... I can't do big massive jumps though, innit? <laughs> I'd probably love it if I could send it. The, the, the <laughs> one the one corner that I do love at Cadwell is Coppice. That I, I love. I love that. Which one's that one? Turn one. First corner. Oh, first corner, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I did, I did it on a 400 this year. We got a 400 at college and old ZXR 400. Uh, and I took that with us for the Cadwell round as a bit of an extra, you know, extra ride, extra ride, a bit of fun. Um, it was absolutely flat through the first corner. It was a, it, it worked It worked out. It was actually faster to roll slightly, but you could hit it. You could just get it flat if you went right out to the, into the track, but you sacrificed the speed into Charlie's at the top of the hill. But you could hit it flat. It was, it was mint. It was ace. Sort of 400. Just flat out on the limiter is ace. I mean, yeah. But yeah, so, the, the three tracks I'm looking forward to: sorry, Silverstone, Donington, both layouts. I love them both, and Thruxton. I really, really want to do Thruxton. Yeah, yeah. 
Brandon no. GP. Honestly, I'm looking forward to all of it. Brandon GP is big and fast. Yeah, just looking forward to all of it. Apart from Cadwell, Cadwell can, can struggle. So, should we go back to the Spoky Dokies? Because there's some fucking right tails here. Honestly. Go for it. <laughs> So me and Ryan are just chewing the fat last night on, on Messenger and he sends me this picture of a completely destroyed fucking pinky finger. And uh, I was like, what was that? Cold left front, I think I said, didn't I? Yeah. And then he's like, yep. <laughs> no, I, it was, I was on the way home from college when I was young, dumb and full of enthusiasm. And... Uh, <laughs> I was I was just on my way home and I, there's a, a dual carriageway. It's a 30 mile an hour dual carriageway in Blackpool. It's downhill. There's a speed camera. And I was literally going through the speed camera at 30 in second gear. And I seen my mate in his convertible MX-5 ahead of us pulling out of the next junction to join my road. So naturally, just you're fucking having it, sunshine. So he doesn't know I'm coming. I'm going to give you the fright of your life. Well, yeah, I did give him the fright of his life when I come past him flat and forth on the bouncer. And just as I sat up and closed the throttle, it's over a crest on a slight left kink which if you're doing normal road permittable speeds is not it's, it's a straight road mm. but at 110 which is the limiter in fourth gear on an sv650 mm. um it's a bit of a corner and it was on old tires and stuff and yeah just took a few things that just sort of culminated in just took in the front uh, and uh yeah yeah the deck with my hand still under the handlebar bounced and rolled and i i didn't know it at the time but i went through um you know, like a, a road sign that tells you which direction, what, what's coming mm. up, like the roundabout signs and stuff. Um, I didn't know I went through it. I, I thought I just missed it by a fluke. But I, as I was bouncing and rolling, you know, when you're looking for what you're going to hit, I just saw yeah, these yeah. two posts coming and it was only, okay, that's the length of my living room away from me. I was probably still doing 60 mile an hour, blood on my side. And I braced for impact thinking this is going to be like broken ribs, punctured lungs and stuff. And just sort of braced, ready for it. And just as it was popping out of sight, as I went for the next roll, I spotted the sign, what it said on the sign. It said crematorium. I thought, oh, fuck it. It's ironic because that's probably where I'm going. Just <laughs> <laughs> went out of sight. And then before I knew it, I was going slow enough on my front that I could get up and I, I jumped to my feet and oh, get away before the 5 0 get in. But yeah, saw my bike buried in someone's car and the state of my hand and me. I was like, oh, I'm not. A lot of could have been shot by a firing squad. I was full of holes. Because I, I don't wear levers on the road on one of them. I've had, you know, extra layers and stuff on. But, yeah, just paid the price for it. But, yeah, Lee, bless him, shit his pants. Because I just come hoofing past him and then just threw it on the floor and there's just a cloud of dust everywhere. And he said that them two posts, I went through the middle of them. Fuck wow. you now. Yeah. And then somehow, I don't know how, there was a, a, there was a roadworks sign behind it to say there was roadworks. And that was directly in line with it. You'd, you'd think if you went through them, you were going to hit it. Somehow I didn't hit it. Don't know how. That's fucking mad. Still get, uh, you know, every time I go down that road, just driving along, just have to sort of have a look around and, yeah, fucking hell. It could have very easily ended there, but yeah. it didn't. I'm still here, so. But it's not the only daft thing that you've done that's involved a speed camera, is it? No. Um... This, this, is, this, this is where Spokey Doke is coming. This is, honestly, I won't, I won't drop his name mad. in because the, the, the lad who had, he's already been to prison once for traffic offences, so <laughs> I won't drop him in. But in fact, he's not long come out of prison when we did this, so he, he'd come out of prison. And um, he, 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 was, he was a proper idiot, though, bless him. Uh, just couldn't, you know, one of the people that can't stop himself. Um, anyway, he was... On and with a little bit of Ryan... Uh... Persuasion. I'm not a bad influence, <laughs> I promise. <laughs> uh, it, it was on his BMX. It was come out on his BMX because he was banned from driving and he lived local to where we all used to meet up and whatnot. And I was on this SV and uh, there's a speed camera. You know, you can tell the speed camera's got a bulb in it. You know, it's an active camera. 
Yeah. Everyone was daring each other. Go on, dates, go through it. And you all go, no, no, you're like, don't be stupid. I'm not getting a ticket for that. You know, just, and Ross went, go on, I'll do it on his BMX. So I said, right, go on then. So I, the dual carriage was pretty empty. It's middle of the night. So I'm right, head up there, cycle up there, and I'll push you. So I turned around and pushed him down it. Um, so I, I put it in third or fourth gear, cut him. So he got pedaling as fast as he could, third or fourth gear. And I got hold of the seat with my left hand. So I'm almost, you know, cupping his balls sort of thing from behind. I just rolled on the throttle nice. as much as I Beautiful as much story. as I could that I could hold my arm in place. But you know, kind of just playing with the throttle so I could accelerate as fast as I could without, you know, him pulling back behind me. We got to 85 mile an hour on a BMX in, in trackies. Um it's where it, it looked like you know like the, the the red tracks that I do, where's my car? <laughs> That's yeah. what it was, That's what it was on this little Harrow BMX and as I let go, right as long as I could before I had to close the throttle and stamp on the brakes. Otherwise, you'd have got a ticket. Otherwise, I was going through. Yeah, so right at the last second, jumped up and just pulled the clutch in and just stamped on the front brake as hard as I could. Didn't even bother going for gears, just got on the brake as hard as I could. And he went flying through it and I looked at it just as I did it. So I was doing 85. So just with that, maybe, I don't know, 30, 40 metres, 50 metres maybe of him coasting ahead of me. He's probably lost one, maybe 10 mile an hour or something. But it was tank slapping all over, feet off the peg. I, was, I thought he were going down. But managed to yeah, stay yeah. up and through, bump, bump, speed camera went off, too flashy. We were like, yeah! yeah. <laughs> 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 the really, really depressing thing about that is when, because there's no reg on it or anything, you never got a ticket through the post to say yeah. what speed it was. Or you never got to see the picture or anything. Yeah. I'm telling you now, somewhere in, I don't know if it's DVLA that deal with it, that picture must be stuck on the, on the kitchen <laughs> fridge somewhere. Because that will yeah. be like, hang on, what's going on here? It says here that someone on a, uh, on a BMX has gone through the speed camera at 76 mile an hour or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was I was well expecting that to end up on the bloody news or something. You know, we need, we need to put news. an appeal out to find that. If you know where that picture is, wait, it's, <laughs> it's <laughs> the, yeah, yeah, you just, yeah. It's the county police force, isn't it, that deal with them? Yeah, it, it doesn't go to DVLA. So <laughs> the, the count, what is it? The road Lan- safety, Lancashire Constabulary. Yeah, 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 that's fucking brilliant. Is yeah, that there? Yeah, we did some stupid, honestly, stupid stuff. And it's one of them where I'm supposed to be like the voice of uh, reason and authority at college. And you, you think all this sort of stuff, oh, that's, that's a I shouldn't be doing. I said, no, no, these are stories as to what not to do and why not to, because I've done these things and got some of the things we've got away with, some of the things we've really, really not got away with. And, you know, I, I, I can't encourage them not to do some of this stupid stuff themselves. So we're forever getting students doing stupid things, crashing the cars and, you know, get yourselves in trouble. And we have to try and encourage, you know, encourage them to not drive like knobheads. Yeah. And it's almost like, look, we've been there, done that, and worn multiple very painful, very expensive T-shirts. And there's people that, you know, who've done this stuff that we know that are, are no longer with us. So it's just, we don't want that to be them. So we're trying, as much as we make them laugh with stupid stories, it's, yeah, it's definitely a case of telling them that it's, it's, it's a perfect bad example. Do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. From the army background, I think everybody's got stupid stories that yeah, they do. Everyone's done something stupid. Yeah. You, you're just in that environment, especially like 10, 10 years ago, something like that, when it was still encouraged to go out and get pissed all the time. Um, um I've, I've got one mate that I used to serve with. He spent a lot of time uh, based in London. He was guards division. Um, and he coming in early in the morning off the piss, one of the bus drivers must have nipped for a fucking sandwich or something like that. He's jumps in the bus, tried tried to steal a fucking London double decker bus, pissed up thinking it was a good idea. 
I don't think he could get the bus running, but he got it rolling. And uh, yeah, he got away. He got away with it though. Like fuck, it's it. mental stuff you used to get. You won't get away with half of it now as well because you know there's so many more cameras and whatnot. Yeah. But it's, even without the cameras, it's you know getting away with it doesn't just mean you get away with it. That's yeah. there's, there's genuine consequences to some of it sometimes, and just lucky that we're still here because yeah. some people aren't. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest. I've still got a road bike, um, and I struggle to go out on it because as soon as I swing a leg over it, my brain automatically goes. It, it, it must be muscle memory. As soon as you like laid over that tank. So you know, I said earlier about you know, I said I don't wear leathers on the road. Yeah. I could see Aaron's face judging me when I said it. <laughs> I've, 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 I know it's. I would always recommend everybody that rides road bikes to wear the gear. For me personally. I was safer without it. I know that that story is me going like a loon, but that's one of them brief moments of just stupid, you know, lapse of judgment, should we say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And it can happen. You know, we know it can happen. That's why you should wear, wear your gear because you all it takes is that one time to get it wrong. However, when I did wear leathers, those moments weren't moments. It was permanent. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost like if I was wearing gear, I'm, I'm invincible, mate. Forget it. You know, nothing can hurt. I've, I've had loads of moments where I've been wearing jeans and you know a, a couple of jackets or whatever, hoodies and whatnot. And you're getting a bit giddy and you think, "Oh, hang on, it's it's going to go wrong this sometime soon. I'll rein this in now because it's going to hurt. If you get down, yeah. it's going to hurt." Um, and the thought of getting hurt just completely disappears if I'm wearing leathers. I don't know if that's because I've grown up around racing my whole life or what. I don't know. But if I'm wearing all the gear. Yeah, that's it. It's just invincible, and it was. It, I proved it to myself the very first time I did. Because all my mates used to pressure me into it. Oh, you should wear leathers. You're an idiot. Blah blah. It's gonna. Um, the first time I wore leathers, nine mile an hour low side, lost the front. Yeah, I, I spent again, about... l- lucky that I didn't hit nothing. The bike didn't even hit it. It was through a, a big long S bend because it had big daft wide bars on it. The bars hooked the curve. The bike just went with the shape of the road. No traffic hit it or anything. I literally picked it up, picked the end can up that fell off it, shoved it in my rucksack and carried on with no right foot peg and no, no, no brake needle. But, you know, it was, it was un- unbelievable. But at the same time, it was like, I'm not wearing them leathers again. Yeah. I, I feel uncomfortable. I'm not concentrating because I'm forever like fidgeting and stuff. Because leathers are uncomfortable. When you're racing, you're that focused on what you're doing. You don't even notice, yeah. you know, that, that your balls are being squished between your legs or whatever. You, you just... You're cracking on, whereas you're on a road. I couldn't concentrate, and there was no off switch. Yeah, I, I used to live down. Sorry, got comment. I used to live down in Dorset near Crescent Suzuki, and uh, the lads that I used to ride with down there, we uh, we mapped out a 37.3 quarter mile route that went through. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it had to be like this, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, home but, TT. Uh, yeah, but it, well, we called it the Dorset TT. It literally went yeah. all. All along the coast road, and then it came back in through Wareham Forest you and all that kind of stuff. You definitely worked out your average speeds, didn't you? Uh, we, yeah. Well, we went well, out. What was your best? Because don't you bullshit me and tell me you don't know. No, I don't. Seriously, Liar. I don't. <laughs> like, I'm going back a long time ago now. Um, but no, we, we didn't hang about there. Um, the amount of times that the uh, Dorset police hel- helicopter had come up. And, uh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, oh, we used to get so we'd just make I was a beat. Terrified of the helicopter coming after me. <laughs> we, used to, we used to do the same sort of thing in Milton Keynes, um, one of the little villages in Milton Keynes, Newport Pagnell, where obviously Aston Martins are made. There's a we used to have a we used to have a pub in the landlord at the time. His name was Grant, and um, on a on a Sunday, 
morning, I think it was probably about eight o'clock in the morning, there used to be about 20 of us turn up. And we used to have a route that that left Newport Pagnell, went around Buckingham and all the, you know, sub-villages of Milton Keynes uh, and, and, and back again. And we used to call it the Man or Mouse. And I, I, I remember the first time I saw them, um, there was there was probably about 15 of them. I was going in the opposite direction. And these these lads came past, like flying past us. And I just thought, fucking hell, like absolute heroes. And whenever I went out on a Sunday morning, I'd often see them. And then um, it, you, you used to, you'd get invited to it. That's how you, you knew about it. You got invited to it. And I remember pull up, pulling up in a petrol station. I, 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 I'd bought, it was a Gen 4 ZX10. Same as what I'm racing now. I bought one of them. And um, I, was, I, was, I was riding through Milton Keynes. Like you know, we we've uh, tanking it, absolutely tanking it. And Grant come past me on his on his jigsaw on his back wheel, fucking faster than me. And then I pulled into a petrol station, thinking, "What the fuck?" And he came back and he gave me this little card. <laughs> it's like a little business card, and it was an invitation to this for this little road race that they did called the Man or Mouse. And uh, that was it. I thought I'd made it. I went out with these boys, and it 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 took months to be able to like st- steadily keep up with them. These boys were these were mental. Um, we used to used to get chased by helicopters. No, I gave up two years ago. Yeah, so um, I, I lost interest as soon as I started racing. Yeah, right. yeah, well, it, it does, doesn't it? It was still my transport, and then like I said after I had me crash, and a few months after it, I got I got a car, I got a job at Triumph. I just lost interest in road bikes altogether. I still used rode road um, bikes when I worked at Honda, I said because they were PDIs. But even then, yeah, just, yeah. I, I couldn't help myself. I, I mentioned to Rich about some of the stuff on that yeah, I just couldn't help myself. So. so we used to we we used to have the helicopters coming after us. The the residents in one one of the village used to get their cars in the bins and block the road. Mm. And we used to end up going on the pavements to go around them. It was right dickheads. Um and um on a on a you look back now it's hard not to judge and you see other people doing the same. Yeah you judge well. them what I'm up yeah. dickhead you know, that was me ten years ago. But like often enough we'd go out and they'd be I don't know, say 15 of us go out and, 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 and literally every week 14 of us would return and, and, and one guy wouldn't, he'd be off in a hedge somewhere or, yeah. or that was him That was him done. Um, they, want, they want the volume of the traffic on the roads then though. No, no, well, and, and the road, the roads actually were roads, not fucking not riddled with potholes. If it's a Gen 4 ZX10, that's, that's what, 2040? Yeah, well, no, uh, still, this, was, this was 2011, this was 2011. Because oh, okay. they just brought it out, and I went and bought it new from on your bike in Aylesbury. Right. And um, yeah, it, it was before my son was born. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely mental. And so, some of some of the lads, I still do some track days with one or two of the lads right now. Yeah. Um, absolutely mental times. You, you, helicopters coming out after us, and like I, I, I couldn't do it anymore. If someone said to me now, "Do you want to do it?" I'm like, "No fucking way." Yeah. I, I no still just, way. Dri- just driving to work and back now, even though you know I'm, I'm all sensible and sort of grown up now. Yeah. <laughs> and if, if I if I am driving along and I, I see a, a, a copper, I instantly I'm on paranoia. I'm, I'm gonna get pulled. I'm not doing anything wrong. What are they gonna pull me over for? Yeah. Just yeah. Because I'm driving an electric car. We're having this muppet. But you know, it's just in general, I just I see a, a copper now. I'm still paranoid, thinking they're, they're gonna pull me over. They're gonna have me because it was just I spent all those years just so. On edge and looking, looking for. So, so knee knee deep in doing the wrong thing that you're now kind of thinking yeah, it's yeah. catching up with me. 
it's, it, it, mate, it's just drilled into me now. It's, it's, it's stuck. It's like it's in your subconscious. You can't get rid of it. Thing is, where, where Aaron lives, you can't fucking do anything. Now they've dropped everything to 40 mile an hour's limits, haven't they? Oh mate, it's there was something the other day that came on like the the local like page, is they want to drop all the all the roads down to twenty, so oh, all the thir- all all the thirties down to twenty. Yeah, everything in Fleetwood was twenty. There's only a few main roads that are thirties. It's, it's, ma- it's, it's, it's mad. Fleetwood's a peninsula, and the pr- the problem goes round. So all, all the national like speed limits now, they're all trying to get rid of them, drop them down to fifty and forty, and it's becoming it's, it was- it's just. A- it's it a pain in the ass. It won't be long before you you cross the border into Wales. You have to kick your wife out of the passenger seat and make a walk in front of you with a white flag. Um, no, it's honestly it just gets to the point where you're like North Wales is like the the pinnacle of speed cameras and yeah. being yeah, watched. Like, oh. like no, it's nothing. I don't ride. I'm the same with with Jamie. Like, I don't. I don't. I don't ride on the road anymore. It's. It, it gets to the point. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah, and that's I remember the, the last is... time I done it. I, 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 we rode, we rode down to Ace Cafe, my pal Jimmy and I, and we got there and we just sat, we sat down, took our helmets off, ordered some food, and we were just looking at each other like that was shit. <laughs> yeah, it's it's horrible. The, the only time I go out on the road bike now is when I take my son out for a little blast, and he he mm. keeps me he, having him on the back does keep me sensible. Like I've, I've yeah, a, you have I've to got be. a little underwave one ten, like an underbone thing. It's like a modern version of a C ninety, if you will. Um, I only bought it because it was cheap. I, I use that sometimes in summer as a way of getting mm. to work and back. Yeah. It's not fast enough to really get you in any trouble. Um, it, it, you know, it's not even fast enough to overtake because the road from here to work is pretty much a sixty zone, pretty much the entire way, fifteen mm. sixty. Um, and yeah, I'm just, I just not interested. Just not but interested. I, I bought, I bought a Ducati Multistrada the other year, thinking that'd calm me down. It fucking didn't. I just kept it in sports mode everywhere. Multistrada, <laughs> <laughs> well, it just be wheeling everywhere. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it turned me into just, just like a supermoto in drag. Yeah, it's a super, <laughs> it's a supermoto with shopping baskets strapped at the back of it, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Uh, it was a fucking machine that thing though, until it blew up, completely shat itself. But, um, but yeah, I, I really don't enjoy riding on road anymore. Um, so yeah, my bike's going to get converted to uh, a late apex trap bike, um, and I'll just go touring around doing trap days and interviewing people for this. You yeah. need you need to get yourself a, a late apex free tech bike. That's what you need. Well, we were considering a late apex CB five hundred for next year. Either uh, one would be a good shout. We'll we'll see. Still, you, I still you on need the card. Still free on tech. the card. If you're looking for yeah. fun, you know that that honestly that free tech. As much as it's, I know I know there was. Uh, you brought some up about it the week. I can't think who the guest was. You were talking about Mallory. They, yeah. They got it ACU yeah. affiliated. It's because it's not. It's not ACU affiliated. It's, it's, I can't think. Uh, mate of mine nicknamed it the No Insurance Endurance. That's where that. That's where that comes because it's just yeah. It's it can't tick the right boxes. But who cares? If you want to go and just enjoy riding your bike. Yeah. I do want to. I do want to do. Do aren't they? And it, yeah, it is, I, it's cracking fun in terms of how much money you spend on racing and how much fun you'll have. Nothing mm. comes close. Yeah. I do want to do a one, two, five, like 24 hour race. Mate, that, I think that would that, be that absolutely brilliant. Hour, it's it's yeah. fantastic, but it's such a killer. The first time we did it, uh, it was the first 24 hour race in the UK. Uh, we had a CBR 125 built up out of a bike that I bought off Connor Bean. Um, it had come from a, a scrapyard thing. It, it, it had obviously been stolen and recovered away because there were no frame numbers on it. So it wasn't allowed to go back on the road. We converted it into a race bike. It cost us, I think it was 1,100 quid to build the entire bike from scratch. We then spent 
I think it worked out as 1,200 quid for the entries, two sets of tyres, a set of wets. So two sets of slicks, a set of wets, all the fuel, the food for weekend and everything. And that was 24 hours. It worked out as over 1,000 miles of riding. Um, if you work that out compared to what you'll spend going doing club racing now, it's, it's, it's peanuts in comparison. Yeah. Mate, it was fantastic. But I got to the end of it. I, was, I did the, the last stint um, and I, I already felt ill. I did the last stint wearing a pink dress over my levers because <laughs> I, we, we were far enough ahead that the group behind us couldn't catch us, but too far behind to catch anyone else. So it was just a case of riding around. So I just spent 30 minutes just goon riding pretty much, just trying to trying to get my elbow on tyres and trying to drag my elbow on the road. And, and when I overtook someone, I, every time I overtook someone, I was standing up and wiggling my arse at him with this dress and all this. <laughs> yeah, the, I got about 10 minutes from the end of oh, I really don't feel well now. So I sort of just sat up, visor open rode around for a bit and then the last lap now I feel alright I'll have one last lap put my visor back down went to Burt and threw up all over the inside of my visor just threw oh. all over myself all <laughs> the time it went everywhere and I, I pulled over around, around the back end uh, around the back of the track which is out of sight where the pit lane is and stopped so I could just chunder all over grass Marshall come running over you alright you alright I was like yeah I'm alright mate he said what's up you might want to stand back, mate. I'm throwing up, and he just sort of like looked at me, did free, jumped out of the way, and said, like, oh, "Get away! Don't touch me." And I waited and said, "Just you, just tell me when the checker flag goes out, and I'll just carry on." Yeah, right, checker flags out, and I carried on and rolled back round and finished. But because I disappeared for a couple of minutes, the whole team was stood up pit wall. Like, where's he fucking gone? Where's he gone? <laughs> Thinking I crashed for like two laps or something. And this 24 hours was just out the window. But no, I was I was sat around the back, throwing up all over myself. Yeah, it was it, it rebounded back off the visor in my eyes and everything. Oh, my nose, it, it horrible, mate. And because That's I struggled to eat, right? It was pretty much just honestly, it was just Coca Cola that came up pretty much Coca Cola and a bit of stomach acid <laughs> and blood, I think, because I don't oh. know what it was, but there was this, this ready brown concoction that just yeah, it were it was horrible. But is that, so is that ke- kebab and iron brew you had for the That's dinner? It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, for race meetings, I used to live on uh, Russell's burgers, rubber burgers, microwaveable burgers. Oh, that was my weekend, my weekend uh, delicacies. Yeah. I think the funniest race I've ever done is um, the lad, one of the lads that spanned for me at Western Beach Race, he serves in the RAF. And uh, I think I think it was RF Odeon. They did a charity moped race, twelve-hour endurance moped race. And I think you were only allowed to spend as a team something like five hundred quid on the moped. And it yeah. was one of those where you, it's not once you kick it over, it's not allowed to stop. So oh. I don't know how they got fucking insurance through because it was like, in fact, no. The only time you're allowed to turn the bike off is when you were refueling it. Right. Um, but there were people that had fucking with balsa wood turned the mopeds into like battle tanks and they had fucking super circus <laughs> on it oh it was absolutely nuts it was fucking mental um but how much fun would that be oh it was brilliant it was so such a fucking crack so much more fun yeah and we raised so much money for charity as well sometimes we get too obsessed with trying to go faster and faster and faster and it's not necessarily what makes it fun yeah 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 but it's i, I don't know how stuff like that gets through health and safety now I said that 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 thing with the free tech that started, Mallory. I, I don't know how that got passed. Not through the free tech because you know they, they'll just run, run whatever. I suppose. But I'm amazed yeah. that Mallory themselves allowed it to run with that many entries. There was 127 teams. That's 127 bikes on the grid, and I think we yeah. were about fourth or fifth. We we're right at the front. You couldn't see the back of the grid. And the, the poor woman, she took a lot of flack for it. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. It wasn't her fault. It was yeah. it, 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 the riders' fault. But and, no, no, the riders, riders don't like to take blame for anything, do they? Yeah. The riders went when she blew a whistle. She was stood there on, on the grid with two red flags in her hand, and she put the red flags up in the air and blew a whistle so that people would look at her because they were all too busy waffling and talking. Mm. She put these flags up in the air, and you could see she was clearly stood in the middle of the grid with two big red flags in the air, and 
from about 10th backwards, they all just started running. But because everyone, so say you're 100th on the grid, you see everyone else run, you just run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's in a Mexican wave of people running. The people who yeah. are close enough to still see her went, oh, hang on a minute, she's not. Let's, they step back. All the people at the back of the grid are now not looking at her. They're looking at the bike. They got on and just set off. But Mallory straight, it's quite long. So you have people coming flat out, and then all of a sudden there's a lot of bikes stopped in the middle. Yeah, there, was, yeah. there must have been 10 bikes who you know, pagged into the back of each other. There were bikes, and it's amazing no one got hurt, to be honest with you. Mm. I said, I stepped back out of the way because I was still stood on the white line. I saw it all happen from now, getting out of the way. Me and Johnny Towers stepped back out of the way. And just as I got to where the armco was, this nutter on a green bike come flying down the grass. So he wasn't even on the track, he was on the grass. <laughs> I, I literally had to leap head first over this. There's a video of somebody, you can just see my legs fling up in the air. And my, I literally just went down head first over the armco, my legs were up in the air. And he clipped my boots with, the, with his head or his shoulders or whatever, I don't know, but clipped my feet as I went over this, this fence and jumped over. Managed to just about land on my arse on the side and got up and uh, it carnage. Mint though, it was so much. I was going to say, it sounds fucking, it sounds epic. Even the restart was was hectic as fuck. No one talks about the restart. So what they then decided was that Le Mans start was obviously just a stupid idea. So right, we'll do a, a slow, like rolling start behind the mm. safety car. And I think it were, I think Tom Ward was first, or yeah, I can't remember who it was. A couple, a couple of BSB lads were like at the front anyway, and they set off, and we were following this safety car, um, and it did its first lap. And it pulled in after Devil's Elbow, and then everyone goes. So we're all flat out. But what they didn't think about was the train of 127 bikes was so long that we went round Gerrards, round the chicane at Gerrards, rounded Wieners, through Lake Esses, and as we were coming up the hill to the airpin, we caught the back of the pack. But there must have been still 30 bikes lined up. You know the bit where Josh Brooks nerfed everyone? On yeah, the yeah. There? there must have still been 20 or 30 bikes sat, you know, literally sat up at 10 mile an hour dawdling behind each other because this is what happens in a big conga line, isn't it? And yeah, people yeah. are going dead slow. Well, obviously we're not going to slow down. We're racers. We, we don't care. It's, we just come absolutely barreling flat out through it, 70, 80 mile an hour. And these poor blokes must have got the fucking fight of a lifetime because they're at the back as well. So chances are they're new to it. You don't need a license, do you either? a British champion, and there's people who've never ridden a bike before. And don't this. have a race license. No road license, no race license, no, nothing. There's literally people who are just like, oh, that looks like fun. I'll buy a bike and go and have a go. And they're learning on the go. And we're coming wow. hurtling past them either side. And it's a fjop, 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 bikes. And, oh, mate, it was carnage. Again, I don't think there was an accident involved in that, but it was it was nuts. So we've then trying to navigate through the airpin and all the way through the bus stop chicane and round Devil's Elbow, passing... 30 or 40 bikes where none of them know that you're there. So uh, it, it, it were ace. It were mint. <laughs> I've always said if no one gets hurt, you've not had enough fun. Yeah. Right. Would you, on the subject of Mallory, would you do the plum pudding? Oh, I don't know. Um, yes and no. It's weird. I can't say yes or no because I'd love to go and do it. I fucking hate cold. Right. I hate uh, the cold. Mate, I've yeah. said for years. Did you see, did you, did you see it? Did you see Aaron's yeah, picture? I'd hibernate. I hate, I hate winter, but I would like to go and do the plum pudding. If you can did, put the plum pudding in summer, I'll go and do it. Yeah. Sound. Did you see the pictures that Aaron put on social media at Alton today? Yeah. For and then he grit, gritted the track. Oh, <laughs> it's all man. right. It was salt everywhere. It got, it got, it got to the point today where it was they, they said to Dean Ellis and they were like, "Can you go out?" Because uh, MSV wanted to run it, obviously. Yeah, yeah. No limits. Wanted to cancel it. So they said to Dean, "Will you go out?" And he just went, "No, I'm not going out on that. Not not a chance." No, so it yeah. took it took him like 
he went out in a car with someone and he said, you're going to have to go and sweep all the salt that they've put on there. So they they literally took the blower around Shell Oils to, to, to get rid of the ice in the morning and they wanted to yeah. send us so out I, at nine I, o'clock. That's it. I saw the old picture looking over at Pit Wall and you could see the, the like, like thick ice in between the tarmac and the concrete yeah. where, the, where it should drain away. And just, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just, just lethal. So it literally was a su- successful day today. I did three, four laps, we, we, came, I, came in, put it in the van, went home. Yeah, when I was at college, we went to a, a test day. with uh, We had a Formula Renault um, at Blackpool. And um, we went to a, it wasn't even a private test day, I don't think. It was mm. just a, like a, you know, a, um, an open wheel track day. Type yeah. And there was us and whoever the national Formula Ford team were at the time. And so there's three cars, three cars. And it was open pit lane. Mm. And um, our driver said, no, not going out in that. It's just accident way to happen. We're not here to actually test anything. It's purely a day for the students to practice data logging. So he was like, no, no, I'm not driving. The first lad in the Formula 4, they were already British champions. He went out and he'd been gone 30 seconds and the recovery truck set off out of pit lane. So I don't know how far he got, but you don't get very far in 30 seconds round Alton there. Um, no. It come back on the truck, um, just covered in mud. It hadn't hit anything. It was just covered in mud. And while they were wiping that off, the other lad went out. And whilst they were cleaning it all off, red flags were out again, the red lights were all on, and the other one come back, so neither of them even managed a lap. They both went out and out lap. And everyone then just pretty much just waited. I think one of them went back out again once and might have done a lap and then crashed it again. Because um, one uh, of them did get wrecked at some point in the day. Um, and yeah, then pretty much all, all three cars just waited until the end. It was, it, was carn- it was carnage there today. I literally sat by, by Clay Hill uh, with my daughter having dinner, and it was like red flag. Two seconds he later, when it was yeah, bad. Oh, mate, someone broke his collarbone today, and oh, it was just, it, mate, it was minging. I phoned Joel Cooper mid afternoon, uh, asking permission if I could use one of his images for, for one of our promotional things I'll put on, online. And uh, I was like, mate, I don't want to keep it because I know you're busy here at Alton Park. He's like, oh, mate, it's all right. There's another red flag. And we were just sat <laughs> ch- chatting for ages. Uh, he, I, and on that note, Aaron, he says that I've got to uh, say uh, thank you to you. Because uh, he was freezing his nuts off, and he really appreciated the big wanker sign that you <laughs> gave him as you rode past. He was pissing himself laughing. Like. <laughs> that little fellow went to uh, went to Snetter and my dad did a lot of racing back in his you know in his days, and and he stopped for quite a few years because he was you know getting a bit older and whatnot, and just losing a bit of interest. And then he bought a Steely and decided he was having a go. And I think that had been about two thousand and eleven or twelve, and. Um, so he just rebuilt this bike, engine had all been refreshed. It's not been running, brand new wets, and he'd not ridden a bike in a good five or six years, like ridden at all. He don't ride on the road, and um, he uh, he went all the way to Snet, and it snowed like proper snowed. I think it was, I think it was Thundersport. I think it was a Thundersport mm-hmm. round, and it, it, everything were white. So he woke up in the morning. The bike couldn't get the bike started to tow it behind the van to get it to start. No start motor, <laughs> they're bumping it because. You know, you can save the weight of four or five kilos if you strip all the start and all that off. So that was all gone. Um, and yeah, he bump started behind the van and then decided, no, I've had enough. I'm, not, I'm just not doing it because I'm not taking the risk. I'm brand new, so I'm just going to crash and get hurt. I'll just watch. So they watched for a day and there was just crashes left, right, and centre. But that night they went to to bar, got levered, went to sleep in his van and he's a plumber. So he had a, you know, like a, a, a gas torch, like a, mm. a, a solar yeah, torch yeah. with a bottle of matte gas on it. So it's freezing and his van was an ex-fridge van so it's insulated so if I can get it warm it'll stay warm so he lit this lamp and just left it flat out burning away thinking I'll turn it off in 10 minutes it'll warm up well he fell asleep fell asleep with this blow lamp 
flat out. Shit. Um, and he said he woke up and it, obviously he's pissed, so he just fell asleep. Woke up the next morning and the gas bottle had run out, so he'd used a full bottle. So it's probably it's probably half an hour's worth, if not more, of, of gas burning out of So he's, first it's lucky if the bottle had fell over, because it was yeah. right from his face was where he led as well, you know, it, it had ripped off his face off and the temperature of it. Um but second, it's looking at killing with carbon dioxide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, he woke up the next morning and yeah, then they set off home later in the day. But yeah. Fucking hell. Okay, was it Scott Smart, I think, or someone skied down Paddockill Bend when it snowed one year at BSB? <laughs> I can vaguely remember something like that. Yeah, I'm sure it was Scott Smart. Someone listening or not, sure they'll tell yeah. you. Yeah, but you, you want to caught me out in that today, like, not a fucking chance. Yeah, down where you are, down, down, down south. I'm on the coast, so we never get snow here. We just, just I'm, I, I'm on the arse end of the Pennines, so we, yeah, we don't. Yeah, I don't even know where the Pennines are. Uh, I know nothing about geography. So if you go from where you are across to towards Yorkshire Dales, yeah, it extends down from there all the way down to just south of Derby. That's that's yeah. the pen, that's the Pennines. Yeah, you're you're southern to me then. Yeah, <laughs> now, I'm I'm north North Midlands. Um, Jamie's Jamie 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 lives south of Watford Gap. Yeah, I'm down in Milton Keynes. It's good French, uh, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been alright. It it, it it snowed last week for a few days, and I think yesterday morning it snowed, but. Um, for like ten minutes or whatever, but that's it. I mean, it's it's rained a bit. Let's get rid. Let, let's get it right though. It don't fucking snow in this country. We get a light smattering. Yeah, and people that, just lose their minds over yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking nuts. And country stops. Look how it snows in like Canada. They'll get like six foot of snow and just still go to work. I used to. I used to have to commute on on a ZX nine R, and. Uh, the camp, the the army camp that I was based at was at the top of a hill called called Black Lane. It's about two miles long, and it's just fucking up, up, up. It's the high, it's one of the highest points in that part of Dorset, and uh, I because they didn't have married quarters where where I was based, so I we were like about four mile for four mile out in a little village, and it fucking dumps in dumps it down in snow this one year, and uh, I got into office freezing my fucking ring off, and uh, nobody else was in yet. And then one of one of the lads phoned me up, and he's like, "Rich, Rich, can you tell the can you tell the staff sergeant I'm going to be late?" I was like, "Why is that?" He goes, "I can't get up Sergeant's Mess Hill. This is on the army camp." I'm like, "Get on your Shanks's pony and walking." <laughs> uh, but yeah, that that was literally pontoons deployed, riding riding with stabilizers out. I learned a lot from it though, riding riding in those conditions. Yeah, so I, I used to ride in, in the snow. I always used to use track scrubs. Super courses on BSV. Mm. And I say I was starting her because it was the only mode of transport I could afford. But luckily, it's it's relatively flat where I am. Here, so there's not much in the way of hills, but it's a long, slow ride yeah, to yeah. college and back when it's snowing. Yeah, but I say lucky it doesn't snow that often though because we're so close to the coast. There's too much salt in the air. It doesn't snow. Yeah, we've well digressed off here, haven't we? I know. Yeah. Um, right. I'm I'm going to nick your job here. I'm going to pass you on to the next bit. I'm going to steal your your line here, Rich. Jamie. Who's been the Robin shitbag of the week this week? Name and shame someone. There hasn't been anyone. I think um, no it's been today quite quiet. This it's been quite quiet in, in the world of um, track days, isn't it? This, this, this the last week. 
Um, everyone's been too busy saying paddock fucking huddling around a fire because they're freezing. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, the, the weather's been the weather's been shit for it. So not many people have been bragging about going out on their bikes and. It was a day and, cab one the other day. No, yeah. someone on track there. It's got blagged that it was cancelled. And he. No, well, oh yeah, see that. Yeah, yeah. It's not cancelled. We promise. <laughs> As we don't have a shit bag of the week, are we going to give props of the week instead to last yes. week's shit bag? Yeah, we will. So. um Round of applause for Kipsy One, who was called out last week for not paying for his photos. Um, I duly informed him that he was um, forementioned on said podcast. Uh, he he listened to it. He then sent me a message saying that he apologises. He's uh, he's he's deleted the images. He he went to Joel Cooper Photography, ordered the photographs, and he's replaced the. The, what the, a lad! The, the nookie ones that he that he nicked with um, with paid for photos. So, well done, mate. Well done. Are you on commission yeah, we'll, we'll from Joel Cooper now? But, nah, <laughs> listen. He's a lovely guy. He, I, he a I do guy. really like him. He's you, you know, absolutely you know, innocent. You know what you know, I think? Photographers, they all seem to be just nice folk. They come over and go and have yeah. a chat. They're just nice, approachable lads. You know, you know what mm. I think's the best thing out of that though. It's not the fact that Kipsy One's gone and bought the photos. Yeah, that's class. But I think the best thing is most people would have just fucking rodded you off, called you a bellend, yeah. and, and yeah. us as a podcaster bellend behind our backs, don't fuck all about <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's had the bollocks to fucking message you and go, yeah, right, hold my hands up and then sort it out. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you know what? Fucking fair place, keeps you on. Colin Port calls people out when people do it with him. And, uh, <laughs> he, uh, yes. I remember watching him have an argument with uh, Geffen Edwards when I was doing Thundersport and... Um, I think it was because Gethin had nicked one of his pictures and posted it, and Gethin then made a point of keep nicking it. But Colin made a point of trying to avoid getting pictures of Gethin. So you, you, you know, you'd, you'd been missing photos. You'd be like, no, I'm not taking pictures because Gethin's there now. He, he's going <laughs> he up. He had a big more. argument with Aaron Mellish as well. Then I know he, he had a a bit of a rant at him about something because yeah. Colin again said you should be buying. And his argument was, well, if I share your photo with your watermark on it, am I not? Um, sort of publicising your brand as such. Yeah. Has Joel put his prices up? Now, now he's a superstar yeah. Moto GP paddock pass holder. You said picture of Marquez at Portim out on test. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is the money shot, that. Yeah, full on sideways. Yeah, with smoke pouring off the rear. Even, yeah. I think, was it Moto GP reshared it or someone reshared it? I'm sure it was the Moto GP page shared his picture giving him a shout out to yeah. him. Yeah. He is a fucking talented photographer, though. There's no two ways about it. Quality yeah. picture, that. My my favourite image that he took last season, I think it was at Croft, going into turn one, there was a, somebody fucking absolutely shit-carted the bike and he didn't flinch, he didn't move until he got the yeah, shot yeah. and then he dodged out the way of it last minute. <laughs> and this bike, yeah. fucking fa- oh, huge gonads. Do you remember, it had been about 10 years ago now, do you remember when John Kirkham were riding for, I think it was Samsung Honda, I think, and he crashed going up Clay Hill? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you remember the cameraman? Yeah. His mates got on to say he was called Dangerous Dave, didn't they? <laughs> he clipped the grass at the top of Clay Hill and took the front down. He went and the bike barreled into into that into the trees, at well over you know into three figures, comfortably into three figures, and um, it hit the camera, didn't it? It went it went straight at the camera and took the camera out, and the cameraman didn't move. He, he like ducked literally at the last second as the bike was already over the tire wall because they caught it from a different angle. And you can you don't think the person's there until right at the last second you just see this dark green coat yeah. look out of the way and then pop, <laughs> and then pop back up again afterwards. But even when you watch the camera back, as as he's looking at this bike coming towards him from like the sort of cameraman's eye view, if you will. He was still focusing and, and zooming out as the bike was coming towards him. 
So stayed on to the last second that that bloke has got some massive nads. Right, Jamie, have you got some questions? Yeah, yeah, we do. Uh, deep, deep voice now. How do you want it? How do you want? How do you? How do you want it? I, I really need to. I, re, I really need to get some mood music put to this, don't I? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to go light or do you want to go? Do you want to go deep? I don't know. Go with both, and then I have to get rich to edit them out. I don't want to get sad. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask this question because it's um, historically on the podcast. It's been something that people do talk about after which I've had to kind of leave it out in in a few. Um, so we'll, we'll kick off with this one. What's your favourite type of porn? Midgets. Midgets. <laughs> Mainly because my crew chief is terrified of midgets. I've just completed it. I've just completed it. So um, <laughs> I, I can send you um, I can I can send you some links if you want. I'm not going to lie, I'm not picking it all for me. It's just as long as there's boobs in it, I'm happy. Yeah, yeah. I'm laughing at Jamie's concentration face. He's proper taking this seriously. This is to heartless, isn't it? This is a this is his highlight. This is who, his moment to shine. Isn't is. it? Who, who was your childhood crush? Childhood crush. Childhood crush. Yeah. Whether it be fictional or it depends how young you want to go. First one be Jerry Halliwell. Jerry Halliwell. When she when, when she was in Spice Girls in the Union. Jack. I Maybe I was about eight though. I think she's like a bit of a vintage wine. She gets better with age. Have you seen her on that new Drive uh, Formula One Netflix show? Yeah, she she's appears Horn- in Christian Horner's is over half. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Jamie Buster. Are you giggling at now? <laughs> He's up her ass. Uh, okay. You've got, um, you got a stalker, man. What's the point in having a crush? You've got a stalker. What's your Aaron, your Aaron and Noah with orders. <laughs> <laughs> His face changed then. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get you. I reckon there's some history there. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Try to try to lay it on her one night. If I say, if I say it enough, I'll convince <laughs> myself. If I say it enough, I'll convince myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, next question. What's your favourite brand? Alpine Stars, Dane Easy, or RST? Ooh. To say that. Um, oh, uh, probably go Alpine Stars. Yeah, I'm a bit of a fanboy for Alpine Stars too. British all day long. Yeah. Which one's British? None of them. Are they not? <laughs> I was just going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Who owns RSC? It used to be Johnny Towers, doesn't it? I think the, the factory stuff is UK. I think off the shelf is probably yeah, elsewhere. Yeah, Made in the same country where I get my lovers from. Yeah. yeah. It, it's probably it's probably the, the sa- capital of the world in it, It's probably the same people that keep fucking badgering me every week. Yeah. Because we're a motorcycle podcast. I always reply with it. I'll have anything if it's free. Seriously, since, since I've started the social medias for this, I'm inundated with fucking... Lasses that want to sell us snatch pictures, yeah, and and people that want to sell us very good leather, best quality premium. Yeah, well, honestly, yeah. When I put the first post up on my social media to say that I was going to be doing BSB next year, I think within twenty four hours I got about there must have been fifteen, maybe more, different asking me <laughs> I wanted to buy leather. 
No. I don't mind, but the pictures they were sending me were of like, you know, the, the go-kart flame retardant suits weren't even levers in the pictures of half of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you another one I've been inundated with as well. This people a kangaroo. Inundated with people asking if we want cartoons drawing. Because they, they do motorcycle cartoons. That's well, all right. If you want to get a picture of Jamie, they just send him a picture of Gino de Campo. <laughs> Gordon, <laughs> there he is. Fucking Gino de Campo from Aberdeen. <laughs> Bring back my trunks. <laughs> Gordon and his, and his cables. <laughs> oh dear. Right um, next. Uh, if you got arrested, what would your friends and family assume you had done? Something related. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a criminal type. I don't drink. I don't do drugs. Never tried them. Just not interested. Yeah. Not a fighter. I'm a lover, not a fighter. Um. Yeah. No. Yeah. It'd be tra- probably traffic related stuff because that's the only thing really that I couldn't stop myself. Other than that, I'm a upstanding member of society. Okay. And when when um when you're racing, what is it that drives your ambition? To, to win have you got anything that one is like uh, I'm, a, I'm incredibly competitive but it's weird because I'll be ultra competitive with most things but then every now and again I just can't give a shit um, so I, I will I'll, you know you can be eating a meal next to somebody and it's not a race but it's a fucking race I want to I want to finish first Um I actually, you know, when you go in the toilet services, someone walks in in front of you. When I leave, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm checking all my shoulders all the time to make sure that I was in and out fastest. Um, I can't stand losing at Xbox games or video games or anything like that if it's against people I know. Um, that I, I spend hours and hours and hours playing Mario Kart 64 with mates, and I refuse to learn. I won't even let my kids win in a running race. Not my- if they want to beat me, they've got to deserve it. My yeah. my my son's like that. So te- te- sometimes I've got, I couldn't care less. I, I just decide I'm, I'm just not bothered. Te- teachers are being on strike today, so I'm there on my laptop on a business call, yeah. a big fucking staff conference, and then next minute all you can hear is this fucking game's wank crack. Because <laughs> he's having a massive <laughs> Xbox rage. Like nice <laughs> one, cheers, Cal. Dad have got a power. They've got an African grey, and um, it used to repeat fucking referee because oh, the middle of the brother <laughs> shouting at FIFA. <laughs> He was about 12 at the time, and the parrots just grasped him in for swearing. <laughs> he did it in his voice and everything. It's unbelievable how well they can mimic him. Yeah. Grasped him in for swearing. He got he got a load of stick for that. No, yeah, I'm just, I'm just competitive. Uh, I, I just I like winning. I like winning. Um, but at the same time, I'm, I'm not a bad loser. If I don't win, it, I don't lose any sleep over it. Unless there's something yeah. that I think is where I should have won and mm. it's robbed me, for example. Yeah, yeah. I lost. I lost the championship at Thundersport the year on. So since I started racing, every full championship I've done, I've won. Apart from this one year at Thundersport where I finished second, and I was leading on the last lap. I was five or six seconds clear on the last lap, and the lithium battery packed in coming up the mountain at Cadwell, and it stopped. If I'd have crossed the line in first that race, I'd have won it. I won the championship, yeah. and that it shouldn't because it's just club racing. Who cares? But it, it bothered me because I should have won it. So I think I'd done everything right. I'd ticked the boxes. Yeah. When people had got it wrong, I hadn't. And it, yeah, it, it, it bothered me for a while, for quite a bit that because I just felt like I'd, robbed, I'd been robbed by something out of my control. If I'd 
just not won. If yeah. the other lad had just, just beat me, or if I'd crashed, still my fault. It was the fact that the battery were charged, it were a battery that had never had a problem before, and it just it just decided think, that, uh, that it wasn't that day that it wasn't accepting any more charge. And uh, yeah, it, that that really, really annoyed me that I was mad as fuck. I punched the tank. It was I dinted it in a little bit and then realised that it was, because it was right where everyone's watching, you look like a bit of a spoiled brat if you're having a paddy kicking bike and I don't so I just yeah, I want I want I wasn't particularly approachable for the rest of the day anyway. It happens though, doesn't it? Look, it was it TT when John McGuinness, John McGuinness was fucking flying, and then uh, I think yeah. it was a solder. Just we have quite a, we have quite a close relationship with John at the college because he's a, he's a fellow of the college, so he's been down a few times to do, you know, like sort of um, presentations or whatever and stuff. And uh, he was telling us a story about when he was doing the the, the TT zero on the electric bike. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, and he was he was in the lead on that and one of his and he DNF'd but the reason he DNF'd was I can't think where it was on the track he'd gone over a jump and it just it just cut out it stopped and he tried everything it won't come back on reset nothing so he stood there for a few minutes trying to figure it out and some bloke with a party bit yeah mate have you tried that switch there and on the back of the seat behind the rider there's like a you know the red emergency stop switches that yeah, you a little car switch. yeah yeah the ones where you can fit it and it goes off and you twist it to release it just the, the inertia of going over a jump and turn that switch off this bloke went, what about that? And just twisted it, bump, and the bike just turned back on. All the dash come on. He was all right. So he got back on and, and carried on and still finished the race, but it was five minutes down the road and didn't yeah. it because of it. it just simple stuff. Like that. But I, you know, that, that's something that matters. That's a TT win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just sort of okay. riding around Cadwell Park on his pre-injection R6. Last question then. If you were into men, which of us would you take on a date? You know, the choices you've got is Aaron... Gino De Campo or Fred from Channel 4's first dates? Oh, you saw Robbie John from me there. Anyway, as soon as you asked the question, I was going to say Gino De Campo straight away because he just took me out on a cracking day, didn't he? But you beat me to it. It's got to be Gino, hasn't it? Gino. Gordon. <laughs> well, I don't know what that is. What is that? Gordon. I'm going to practice that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. There was two questions that you keep asking that I, I, I wanted to answer because I wanted to have the argument about it. Spider-Man versus Batman, right? Not being funny. <laughs> Batman. Oh, Batman. What, what, Batman's superpower is white privilege, mate. He's, he's just... He's, <laughs> that's, his, that's his only superpower, right? He's just a rich, spoiled little white kid. Spider-Man would whoop him every day of the week and spark yeah. him out. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine watching agree. Batman try and take on Thanos? No. Can you fuck? You've been thinking about that long and hard, haven't you? You are listening. Every time he asked <laughs> you are listening. And anyone that answered Batman, I was shouting at my tech stereo saying, no, Batman. Mate, DC right, have got all lads. the best baddies because the Joker is mid, but the superhero is <laughs> pony, mate. For, for, the past yeah. few, for the past few weeks, without fail, it gets to about 11 o'clock on Friday morning and Ryan's messaging me, Mate, I've had to message you because I'm fucking screaming <laughs> at my fucking radio here. Fuming. <laughs> and as for the superpower was... one, I'd have yeah. the superpowers one, it'd be I'd have the ability to control time. Not time travel, control time. You wouldn't need to be invisible because you could just pause. So if you had to fuck with people, you can just pause time, go, I don't know, go and move some more, turn the telly off or whatever. You want it to rub a bank, just pause it, go in and rob it. Move something, then, someone's bra. If you do, if you do <laughs> something, yeah, exactly, yeah. Imagine how we, good that would be. Yeah, just have a look. We all know. Again. We, no we all knows. know. We all know. If you got caught, you just rewind it and do it we, again. We all know the timekeeper's word. Well, the timekeeper's word is final. We all get told that. <laughs> yeah. 
Mm. So yeah, I mean, I've, I've asked I've asked that question before on other podcasts, the the superpower one, and no one's ever asked it. So I was dead good. So when you asked it, I was like, yes. <laughs> right well ryan thank you very much for joining us this week uh it's been freaking mega and no problem i enjoyed it it's been a good laugh yeah and honestly wish you the best of luck with uh with your season um Cheers. and i'm looking forward to seeing uh how this bike goes that's it I'm, I'm proper looking forward to it looking forward to just going and having a go and just being there it's you know it's a, it's a bucket list thing in a way and it? it's a ticket it's not something that not many people get an opportunity at. and I don't just mean in terms of people who race having a go I mean just around the world not many people get to you know do what we do go racing motorbikes and to do it at that level I'm just I'm buzzing because I can't afford to do it so without the people behind me supporting me and giving me this opportunity I won't be doing it so you know when I'm an old miserable grumpy man if I make it that far don't become yeah. you know don't um, yeah I'd, I'd be able to look back on it and love every minute of it so but if we get some half all right results I'll be over the moon yeah we'll we'll catch up with you through season anyway because we're going to be uh, helping Aaron out in the in the pits in the couple of wild cards that he's doing yeah so we... I'll make sure I've got some bowling pies on oh, <laughs> definitely <laughs> so next week we've got Marcus Thatchell joining us um, he's going to be chatting about the BMW F900 Cup um, Tom's going to be back for that one um, so Aaron Thank you very much for standing in while uh, Tom's been eating his baguettes in, ser- well, in French <laughs> service stations. Um, speaking, speak, sorry, I've got to interrupt. Speaking of baguettes, so he's posted a, a, a video on his oh, Facebook. Oh, yeah. Where he's, 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 don- he's, he's removed all his clothes and he's gone skinny dipping in what looks like the sea. Is, is it the sea's in or is it yeah, a yeah, lake? Yeah. Or I don't know, but he's no, jumped no, in the sea skinny yeah. dipping. I'm telling you, that boy, Jesus, Jesus, baguette. He, he, he spins around. He spins, spins around. He spins around to run off into the sea, and you can just see this massive shadow being behind him. I swear to God, I spent twenty minutes trying to pause it at the right. right. I'm telling you, look for it. Anyone, anyone who's a friend of Tom's, um, but on, it, on it, Facebook, it, it's no, he's posted it globally. So even if you're not a friend, you'll be able to search him on Facebook. Find Tom Whedon. Tom Whedon. That, that video's on the there. video. You can <laughs> see the the silhouette of this baguette just flying around, <laughs> rotating him like a planet around. The the, the 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 sun as he runs off into the ocean. All I can think of now is that scene in Borat when he's having a wrestle a naked wrestle with his fat mate, and they've edited the biggest black censored bar onto him. You can ever <laughs> <think> of, <yes>. <laughs> <laughs> Have a look for it. I was like, whoa. Aaron, Aaron's looking now. I am. I'm on it. <laughs> <laughs> looking brilliant. Oh, I can't find. Send me a link. I can't find it. I need to see that before I go to bed. Oh yeah, he did say he did, <laughs> he did say that he'd um he'd, he'd banned Aaron you know, because fl- he didn't like him. I've just I've just flicked through and look what's come up. Hot dog fail. <laughs> 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 oh my god, that's bad. Okay. Well, Aaron, I believe you are racing this weekend at Wirral. Uh, yes, the Anglesey. Anglesey this weekend. Yeah, Saturday's test day, race day, Sunday. So it's going to pee it down and be windy, but yeah, be sound, be a good laugh. Uh, so you're doing the full season with Wirral, aren't you? Yes. Uh, full full send then. Mm, I'll try. Right, best of luck, mate. Thank you, mate.
Um, Jamie, you're, you've got your first outing as well, haven't you? Snetterton yeah. with uh, TS3 Racing. T3S. Is it T3S, is it? Yeah, T3S <laughs> Racing. Um, T3S stand for? It's not T3S, it's TS3. Um, I was just winding up because everyone keeps getting it wrong. Um, it, it, I, it, I don't think it stands for anything. I think Simon, uh, um, he... I think he briefly mentioned it was something something to do with a nickname he had. Um and he ran with um um he he ran with it last year as as a as a team name and he said could we um could we run it in 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 the endurance um so I said yeah so um T3S racing uh which consists of um Simon Steve myself uh, in the endurance season, we're out at Snetterton. So qualifying will be, I'm not sure, around 10-ish, 10.30-ish on Saturday morning. And then race will be 3, 3.30, something like that in the afternoon. It's just a free hour. And then there's, there's the sprints on as well, isn't there? Sprints is on um, throughout Saturday morning. You've got qualifying for all categories. Then you've got some sprint races in the afternoon. And then throughout Sunday's sprint, uh, sprint races as well, yeah. So uh, if you're uh, if you if you sat listening to this on Friday and uh, you've not got much to do this weekend uh, and you haven't got your mum a Mother's Day present, buy a couple of tickets, get yourself to either Anglesey or Snetterton and uh, take it to go watch some racing. So um, I'm going to finish off just by thanking all you guys that are listening to this. Um, your support is, to be fair, we're we're blown away every week with it by the amount of people that are, are downloading this. Um, all we're doing is sitting here waffling bollocks about bikes, something that we that we love doing. Um, and yeah, you guys clearly like it, so we'll keep waffling. Um, if you haven't already, please do subscribe, set your notifications and all that kind of stuff. And uh, please, like I said, halfway through the show, please do leave us a review. Let us know what you think to this audio quality. And uh, we'll look forward to next week's uh, episode. Cheers, everybody. Bye. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>